welcome to the See Me After Class podcast. What episode is this? 30, no, not 30, 44? 44, I think. 44 episodes, my God. 44 episodes of this trash. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. So, um, bunch of stuff to talk about today. I already did my episode 14 premiere. So, um, uh, that's on Patreon if you want to watch that now. Otherwise, it'll go public uh, sometime next week. It's like an early release type thing. Seemed to go down well. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. So I was really happy about that. It was a relief. Um, I don't really know where to start for things to talk about. How's everyone doing? You guys will need to remind me of of topics to discuss. I've got some, I've got things written down here, but, uh, you'll need to remind me of things that have been going on. Um, cause I might've missed a few things. Uh, where should I start? I'll just read the chat for a bit. See what you guys are talking about. John comes back from the dead. I was just on yesterday. The fuck are you talking about? Back from the dead. It's not even 24 hours. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no. It was the day before yesterday. I was going to stream yesterday, but uh, I was too tired. I woke up, and then, then I went straight back to sleep. I was like, oh, God. And then uh, spent Halloween evening with uh, my roommates, just chilling and answering the door. Kids coming to the door. You know, trick-or-treating and stuff. That was fun. What's the drink today? No, uh, nothing. Because it just makes me go to the bathroom quicker. And uh, I don't want to drink beer because it makes me gassy and I've got a chest problem that I keep fucking whining about. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about by now. I'm going to go check it out next week. Seeing a specialist. Um, we got a few super chats already. Let's do those. And then I'll use that as a bouncing board to jump into some other topics. Cause I'm just, every time I start one of these, I'm just an anxious mess and I don't really know where to start. Um, so let's, where are my, where are my chats here? Here they are. Uh, dice says, Jesus, John, finally you don't have a poopy white wall background. How's a white wall poopy? Maybe if I shit in my hand and <laughs> smeared all over it. It's a white wall. I actually kind of, I think I put too many posters up because I kind of like, I mean, I positioned the table and the camera here for a reason so you could see the brick white wall behind me because I like the aesthetic of it. But now I've covered it in so many posters that you can't even tell there's a brick wall behind me. So I'm wondering if I should maybe space out the posters a bit more so you can see the brick in between. But I'm going to change the layout entirely. I'm going to have it so the camera's facing the corner of the room instead and then back the table away from the walls a bit so I have some space and then that way you can see more of each wall and that gives me more room to put stuff up. So I'm going to put these posters, I'm going to move them over and then uh, I got some LED signs too. 
some super nerdy, cringy uh, Nintendo LED signs. I'm going to put those up. So, yeah, I'll probably do that for the next one. Um, also, you excited for Death Stranding? Another thing, do whatever you want. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, Death Stranding? Yeah, I actually am. I'm reading the reviews lately, and it's uh, pissing a lot of people off because, you know, the, the meme is that it's basically a, a, a walking simulator. And uh, I've, I've been reading some people saying that reviewers are being too apologetic for the game because it's, it's Kojima, right? It's the guy behind Metal Gear Solid. So, like, no matter how annoying Death Stranding is, it must be a good game because it comes from a guy who's obviously, who knows what he's doing, obviously. he's He's got a, a repertoire of quality games. I mean, the last thing he put out, was Metal Gear 5 and I fucking love Metal Gear 5 I thought that was terrific I don't know what you guys how you guys feel about it and Death Stranding but like he did all these Metal Gear Solid games and then he did 5 and I thought it was terrific and then he wanted to do something new with Death Stranding and even though like I look at Death Stranding and even I'm like looks like a lot of walking <laughs> is this really compelling gameplay but on the other hand I'm like you know, he's earned the right to do what he wants, and I like that he's ballsy enough to make a game like this. And I think he's deliberately... He's... It's like he's celebrating the minutia, minutia of it. the And you, you kind of, as a gamer, you, you absorb the isolation and the themes of it about, like, because it's some kind of post-apocalypse world, right? Where people are isolated, but the key to salvation is people working, coming together and working together. And like the dude's last name is Bridges or something, or the name, the company he works for is called Bridges or something. And it's obviously a metaphor for bringing people together, right? And um, I, I feel like it's theme heavy uh, at the expense of, some gameplay perhaps I mean I haven't played it yet it's not out I mean the the reviewers got a hold of it I guess but uh, I'm stoked to, to try it I mean I, I kind of like what it's doing it would, it, it would it'll probably annoy me but I'll probably like it at the same time and just appreciate it appreciate it for what it is and uh, I still think the guy's a genius whether the game bombs or not I still think Kojima's a fucking genius and uh, I'm excited for whatever he puts out and it just looks like an interesting story you know and it's got a, a stellar cast like all his all his Hollywood friends that he likes to take pictures with on social media <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen that girl from Spectre she was the Bond girl I can't remember her name but she's cool uh, Guillermo Nick Winding Refn, who are both like directors, but they decided to act in this for whatever reason, I guess, because they're good friends with Kojima, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it. I'm looking forward to it. I don't care that it's that it looks like a boring walking simulator. I'll probably kind of appreciate the. Um, I like I admire it for being non-conventional. 
and I'm glad could somebody like Kojima has the balls to put something out like that. And uh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Shao Khan Shoulder Charge says, "Can you upload your premiere stream to Patreon?" I did. Um, it's on there. So if you're uh, if you're if you're on Patreon supporting me at any tier, including the lowest one. Uh, you should be able to see it. I posted it earlier today. Thanks, man. So yeah, the um, the the premiere stream is up there, and um, the episode itself is on there too. But um, for the public release, sometime next week, I've uploaded a fixed version. I fixed some minor sound issues. There's always some little fucking thing that I've got to fix. The thing I fixed, I fixed, I added somebody in the credit. I forgot to, the guy who donated his Xbox One to me, I forgot to put him in the credits. I was like, oh, fuck. So I put him in, uh, this is the third render of the episode, and I put I put his credits in, and I fixed a first strike thing. You know, when a, and when a, an avatar in Reach dies in one of my episodes... You always hear the fucking first strike sound because I keep forgetting whenever I start a gameplay film to kill off one player and get rid of that first strike. And because um, otherwise it's like in the in the hard coded audio, right? The, the the raw game audio. And so, yeah, it was in the club scene when uh, Adam shoots one of his uh, soldiers. And um, so I took that. I took that audio out and I replaced it with um, the raw audio from another clip and but there's still like a there's a I put an original like gunfire sound in there so even though I took out the the raw gunshot it's it's still fine so anyway there's a the fixed version will go up when it's uh, when it gets released publicly but uh, um the version that, that has those problems still, you can you view that whole episode on on uh, Patreon as an early release perk. <clears throat> so there you go. Thanks, man. And thank you to all my supporters. And uh, I'm real. I'm so happy you guys dug the episode. And um, I don't know if it's the best one I've ever made. I think it's up there. But uh, a lot of people were saying it was the best one. I've put out so far so and it only gets better from here so I hope you guys stay tuned despite the wait but the the script for episode 15 is already done well I'm, I'm giving it one more pass I have a draft that's near completion like it's almost a final draft I'm just combing through it one more time and I might add one or two scenes and flesh out some dialogue but yeah Thanks. Thanks, man. Um, played in the background says, are you close with your family? I've never heard you talk about them. Um, I'd rather not get into that. Um, if that's all right. Not all of us come from, you know, wonderful family backgrounds. And uh, I'd rather just not get into it. I don't want to be dishonest on my podcast. Or evasive when it's not uncalled for, but 
we all have things in our lives that I think we'd rather not talk about. So hopefully that's okay with you guys. But I appreciate the um, the support nonetheless. Thanks, man. Um, Mike Concrete says, "Damn it, John, why do you always stream while I'm at work? I wait for you to go to work. I watch you on uh, security cameras." <clears throat> I wait, I bide my time. I'm like, is Mike at work? All right, let's do this. What is up, YouTube? Thanks, Mike. Um, but hey, maybe that's not such a bad thing. I mean, I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts at work. Depends what you do, I guess. I know some people who have gotten in trouble for listening to YouTube while they're at work. Even though they're sitting on their hands and they've done everything that like they've finished all their tasks. They're just waiting. And then they watch something on YouTube and then another coworker snitches on them. It's like, fuck off. What business is it of yours? I'm I did all everything I have to do anyway. I'm waiting for tasks. Like, give me a fucking break. Not me, but other people. Um but then I know people like I one of my friends is uh he works in landscaping. And um, he's just blowing a shit ton of leaves. And he wears a headset anyway to, like, block the noise out. So he just puts earbuds underneath those. And he just listens to, like, three podcasts a day for his whole shift. It's pretty cool. Not my podcast because it's shit. <laughs> but other much more entertaining podcasts. Thank you, Mike. Um... Blood Gulch Patrick says, John, stop cucking away our girlfriends, you Canadian Chad. Leave some for us, goddammit. No. The women are all mine. You can't have any. You expect me just to have one girlfriend and not... What was the number in the pilot for Arby and the Chief? Infinity billion. <laughs> That's how many. And I won't be satisfied until I have all infinity billion of them. Was it a hundred billion? Or just infinite girlfriends? I can't remember what I, the, the term I used. <clears throat> John does streams instead of work, Graham. How about all the work I just did on episode 14? I guess that doesn't count because it's over now, right? People wanted me to do a stream. I can shut this off now. Get back to work, slave. Why don't you make me? Why don't you come over here and pull me out of this fucking chair? I'm waiting. <laughs> the door's open. <laughs> come on in. You fuck. I'm just kidding. Thanks. Thanks, Blood Gulch, Patrick. Kurt Zeta. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Hytham G says, Do you think John117 has a chance being in Smash? I don't know. I mean, if if Doom Guy has a shot, then I think Master Chief certainly has a shot. But I don't think... Wasn't Doom Guy just ruled out? I don't think Nintendo would put Doom Guy in there anyway. Maybe, I don't know. I think Nintendo have relaxed quite a bit. 
going by like the content that they have in their online store. Like uh like the fact that Hotline Miami is on Nintendo Switch surprised me. You know, considering how violent it is and some strong language. Not that I care, but like Nintendo, you know what I mean? Do you know Miyamoto held off on putting Hotline Miami on the Nintendo Switch store because he didn't like the music? What the fuck? What is that, what is that guy on? <laughs> the fuck is he huffing? He thinks the music in Hotline Miami is bad, but he thinks that garbage music from the new Super Mario Brothers games is good. Bop, bop, mm, bop. You know what I'm talking about. That fucking annoying. I mean, it's good now because like, like with Super Mario Galaxy and Odyssey, they have like a full orchestra doing the score and that's fucking amazing. But I hate that new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic. It's really annoying. But anyway, Hotline Miami's on Nintendo Switch now and I love those games. Those are great. Terrific soundtracks. I mean, fuck, like, when it comes to video game soundtracks, you it's hard to name something better than Hotline Miami. And Miyamoto has a problem with it? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be in Smash. We'll see. Did, uh, did they reveal all the... I mean, I guess they're always adding new ones, aren't they? I just remember there being like four blank slots for like new characters that are going to be added to Smash via DLC. And a few of them, like three of them have been added already. Maybe the fourth one has been revealed, but does that mean that that's it? Or is there going to be new ones? I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think the last one was Banjo, wasn't it? Anyway, thanks, Hytham. Uh, <clears throat> Slider Turtle says, um, does your mom ever tell you that she wants grandkids? Uh, yeah. But I'm too much of a man-child loser to give her any. <laughs> She has friends who, like, have sons who are getting married already. And she probably wonders when I'm getting married, and I don't fucking know. Do not have a clue. But I'm not alone. I think that's pretty common in this millennial Zoomer generation, where you have all these man-children who are... Some of them are still living at home with their parents. Or if they're if they are living alone... They uh, they don't know how to talk to women. Or vice versa. Women don't know how to talk to men. Because everybody's so fucking uh, crippled by technology. You know? And they're too riddled with anxiety to engage anybody in conversation. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a shame world's not what it used to be. Thanks, Slider. Uh, Nate Teff says, was hoping you found out about the toys before you die. 
Oh, uh, well. You'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess. Thanks, Nay. Played in the background says, Is there a big battle at the climax of the series finale? Maybe Arby and the Chief can rally tossers behind them. Not saying you have to do this, but would be really cool. Oh, I don't have to do what you say? That's a relief. I'm just kidding. Uh, there is a big battle. I'm not going to... I'm not going to reveal anything beyond that, though, but there obviously is a climax planned. So. Um, just have to wait and see. Okay. Thanks, man. Uh, Dow Jad says, who will play the bill? Who will pay the bills now that you're dead? <laughs> It's a good question. I guess nobody. I guess the power is going to get shut off. Maybe that could be a plot point. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks, man. Brandon Vancouver says, Stop clogging the tubes, John. Sorry. I forgot the way the internet works is that it's basically a long... Pringles can where if you want to access something you, you have to reach your hand into the tube pull out something what's this website oh game facts no that's not what I want hmm I'm just trying to get to Pornhub where is it what's this one? Oh, it's Bing get the fuck out of here that's how the that's how the internet works right it's, it's a it's a series of tubes thanks Brandon Hytham G says, the reason I think Chief has a chance, since Microsoft and Nintendo are friends, and it could happen, and Doom Guy, in my eyes, belongs to MK11, not Smash. What's MK11? The reason I think Chief has a chance, since Microsoft and Nintendo are friends, and it could happen, and Doom Guy, in my eyes, belongs to MK11, not think. That's not quite grammatically correct there, man. I'm having trouble deciphering what it is you're saying. You're saying since Microsoft and Nintendo are friends, that's why Chief is Chief being in Smash has a chance. Maybe. I don't know what MK11. Oh, Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why did I not Why did I not piece that together? I've been playing Mortal Kombat for so... Well, not that I've been playing Mortal Kombat for a huge stretch of time, but I played it way back in the day for... I had it for Genesis and Sega CD. That was a rad game. Thanks, man. Um, Skylord Coda says... Hang on, YouTube's window is cutting off the the bottom of the last super chat I can't read it unless I go into Streamlabs here uh, hey John hope you get well soon also I love the soundtrack you made for the Chaos Theosis arc oh thanks man um, you talking about the season 6 soundtrack overall yeah so certainly an the music for that season was certainly an improvement over season five, but 
a bunch of tracks were still crap. I feel like I didn't start making music that was passable until around season eight, like now. But even now, I make some tracks and I look back on them and I'm like, Jesus, what was I thinking? Not, that sounds bad. Not all of them, though. I, th I quite like some of the ones I've made. I think they're catchy. That means I'm an egomaniac if I like something that I, that I made. Anyway. Um, anything through Streamlabs? Nope. Okay, we're caught up. Uh, let me check out the chat here. See what you guys are talking about. Hmm. Still too early for everyone to start role-playing. Where's the new episode? Ha, ha, ha. It's up your butt. It's written already, so I'm actually going to start production on it very soon. John, have you seen El Camino? Yes, I have. It was terrific. Unnecessary, as Vince Gilligan himself admits, but, uh, but a great epilogue. It's a very satisfying epilogue and entertaining. And I really dug it. The music is sick. What the fuck? <laughs> Thanks, man. Looking sexy, my dude. Really? I feel like shit. I ate too much Halloween candy. Like a fat ass. Give your official Joker review. Okay. You guys want to hear my Joker review? Um, I w I'm going to go into spoilers for this, okay? Is that okay? Can I go into spoilers on this? Is there anyone here who hasn't seen it yet? Okay, Joker. It was good. The end. I hope you guys liked my review. Um, I liked it right away. From the old school Warner Brothers logo. From like the 70s. I thought that was rad. So it won me over right away with that. And then it started with a really creepy show tune. kind of. I don't know how you describe the piano melody that opens, but like vaudeville or something like that. Um, but anyway, the, the music is really well chosen. Um, I like the, um, the, the font of the credits. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, fucking amazing. I mean, w whether you like the movie or not, it's worth seeing just to see his performance because he really takes that character seriously. In a way that Jared Leto is just did not. Everyone's dogpiling on Jared Leto. And I guess it's it's justified to a degree. Because the story came out that he tried to kill Joaquin's Joker project or something. Like, 
he knew a guy who worked for the parent company of Warner Brothers. And he was like, he's like, hey, I'm trying to make Joker, you know, mine for this era. But now Joaquin's just going to come along and do the same fucking thing. Like, no. Presumably, I don't know if that's exactly how the phone call went verbatim. But uh, that was just, I mean, I don't blame Jared for that character. I blame bad that's bad writing and bad direction. You know, that's like the filmmakers and the studio decided to go with that rendition of Joker. Maybe Jared had some say, I'm not sure, but they went for this whole like Instagram gangster angle that was so like cringy and try hard with the fucking damaged tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> and like, just like, such a try-hard performance because it's Joker and he's crazy. And um, he didn't really dig into the role on a serious level like Joaquin Phoenix did. Like, what he did was really impressive. Jared, I went to see Suicide Squad in theater and I, I really, I heard that it was shit. But I went anyway because I'm a big comic book fan and I really wanted to like it. I'm like, maybe I'm, I'll... Maybe I'll be the one guy who actually sees some redeeming quality in this movie. And then I went to see it, and I was super fucking annoyed. Like, within the first 10 minutes, I was pissed off because I could see that it was butchered in post-production. I was like, this movie looks like it was shot one way and then cut completely differently, and all the scenes were shuffled around in a way that wasn't written in the script. And whenever that happens, you can tell. You can tell when it's not cohesive like that and not following the script and it just it right right away I, I was annoyed didn't get that with uh this new joker movie um margot robbie by the way i think is great her new movie that's coming out i think looks cool she uh, i think she takes that character seriously not in the same way joaquin takes joker seriously but I feel, really feel like Margot Robbie brings that uh, Harley Quinn character to life. Jared Leto just sucks. It's not, And it's not even him. I don't blame him entirely. Maybe he's to blame to some degree, but it's just a bad direction to go in. Um, it's, the Joker wasn't intimidating at all. He was just annoying. He's like an, that annoying emo guy at high school that you that you make a point of avoiding every day. Who tries so hard to convince you how OG he is. And it's like, no, dude, you suck. Anyway, back to Joker. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, spectacular performance. Um, do you guys watch the Red Letter Media review of it? Mike Staclassa, he commented on the opening scene of it. His Joker's at the the start of Joker, he's hold, holding up this sign, right? It says everything must go. And he's like a he's like a sign spinner. He works for a clown clown for hire company, Hahas. And uh he spins signs for like advertising businesses and he's got this sign that says everything must go. And uh, it's obviously symbolic. Like the, the everything in this case is is not only his his mind, but also society in general. Because he lives in a society 
as we all do. Hashtag gangweed. Rise up. Um, and then Mike was saying how the Joker got hit over the head with the sign. And he compared that to the audience being hit over the head with like the message of it, like this, the symbolism, which I thought was a really funny observation, but I have to disagree with them on like it. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought the sign was really clever. I thought the symbolism really worked. I thought him getting hit over the head with it. It's a funny parallel to draw, but on a surface level, it does make sense. Like, because the kids were bullying him and they hit him with his own sign. And, like, that's a believable scenario. It's when uh, it's when the subtext is too on the nose and the surface level, the surtext of what's happening doesn't make sense. That's when there's a problem. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie Mother with um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, directed by Darren Aronofsky. That's uh, I recommend that movie, by the way. It's got problems, but it is laugh-out-loud funny in the second half. Um, but that's an example of a movie where, um, on a metaphorical level, it makes perfect sense. But on a surtext level, like on a surface level of what's immediately happening in front of your eyes, it makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. You know... Jennifer and uh, Javier Bardem live in this house in the middle of fucking nowhere and Ed Harris just shows up out of nowhere. Like, how the fuck did he find that place? And then Michelle Pfeiffer just shows up looking for him. I don't know how she found the house. And then their kids show up and then one kills the other. And it's so insane, and it makes no sense on a surface level. But if you if you look at it on a metaphorical level, like what each character represents, it's like, okay, the sons are Cain and Abel, and one brother kills the other, so I can see the allegory. But on a surface level, this is totally stupid. And if that was the case in Joker, I can I would agree with Mike's argument there. But um, it just it made sense to me. Like there was there was an alignment between what was going on in the surface and the metaphor underneath, and I thought it worked. And uh, I liked how, like, Joaquin's on the ground next to the broken sign, and he like reaches to put it to dig together, but then he gives up and he just honks his, like he presses some thing on his chest that makes his, the flower on his chest spray water. And. Uh, it's like a way of saying like he's just going to forego putting together his mind or trying to um, repair society in some way and his you know contribute to the to putting society together and he's just going to resort to laughter and chaos that kind of thing. I thought that was really cool. It was a great opening scene. And then from there um I love the whole the whole build up. Um, I I remember watching that Red Letter Media review and the all the stuff Jay was saying. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, man. He seemed to completely miss the point. That was really weird. And I think a, a lot of people in the comments said the same thing. But I had no problem with um, all the stuff leading up to like the like all the all the character stuff in Act One and Two, like. It all seemed to flow really nicely. 
and uh, it was a it's a disturbing look at somebody who is downtrodden and he takes that role so seriously and uh, he does all this crazy shit like there's this one shot where he empties his refrigerator and he climbs into it apparently that was something he did on the first take and he shocked the whole crew behind the camera they didn't even know he was going to do that it wasn't in the script director didn't know he was going to do that um but he did it because he felt it was right for the character he felt it was something that character would do and i think he's right and that was really cool and it's it's the right direction to go in rather than what Jared Leto did with his Joker, where he was like messing with the crew off camera, where he'd do this stupid shit, like like he sent Margot Robbie a dead dead animal in a box or something like that. and Just all this cringy stuff that like, I guess is somehow supposed to be associated with method acting, but it just, it's just stupid. Like if you're if you're gonna do crazy interesting stuff with the character, don't do it behind the camera when the cameras aren't rolling. Do it in front of the camera. You know. I guess it was supposed to put the other cast members on edge or something, but it's so dumb. I mean that. I think that was Jared's sole decision, and it's like, what the fuck were you thinking, Jared? That was stupid. Um. So yeah, Joaquin did crazy stuff with the character in the right ways. And he did it in front of the camera. And um, what else did I like about that movie? Uh, I really dug the violence. Um, I loved how Bruce Wayne was incorporated. I was, I was worried about that. Because I'm like, are they going to wedge br little Bruce Wayne into this to an unappealing degree where it's like, okay, we get it. He's Batman. Like, but no, it was very restrained. Like there's one scene with Bruce Wayne or well two, but there's one around the middle where, um, Arthur goes to Wayne Manor and, um, he sees Bruce and he actually has a motivation to be there because of the, he thinks he's Thomas Wayne's, illegitimate son and so he goes there for answers so it makes sense for him to actually show up and I really like that plot point because it was a red herring it's meant it's an intentional misdirect you're meant to think like like the movie makes you think it puts you it makes you worry at first that oh no they're gonna make Arthur like Bruce Wayne's brother and like they were brothers this whole time and like they were cut from the same cloth and one became batman one became joker that makes you think that's what they're doing but they don't like um the fact is that the mother has narcissistic tendencies she's a narcissist and uh she's all this is in her head so she, arthur is in not in fact uh thomas wayne's son so it puts that misdirect in there and then it intentionally says, nope, we're not doing that. And I was like, oh, that's great. What a relief. And um, so Bruce Wayne was really ha well handled. Um, understated. 
like you know alfred was there and not not too much though but like you know i don't even know if he was uh, bruce might have said his name once but it's doesn't really you know alfred doesn't come out with a sign with a neon sign hanging around his neck saying i am alfred you know it's just this nicely like it's it's subtle enough where i'm like this is great and uh what else escalated really well it's kind of a slow burn but i didn't feel bored i was really entertained by all the like the character stuff and uh joaquin's just compelling to watch in that role and uh and then it gets really violent and i want to talk about like all the negative press i I said this uh the other day about joker uh it's so, it's been so divisive in terms of like media opinion like it's either the best movie ever or it's the most morally irresponsible movie ever and uh i don't think it was irresponsible at all because uh i think anybody who thinks joker is a morally irresponsible movie is neglecting the role that batman plays in it Bruce Wayne might have not have had a lot of screen time in that movie, but he is absolutely crucial to that movie. The, the reason the movie works is because of Bruce Wayne, even though like he's only on screen for like a few minutes altogether. And you can't really get around the fact that it takes place in the Batman universe because it's a Joker movie. It's called Joker. Like that's it's, it's the Joker character and he exists only in the Batman universe. So if if you were to take Batman out of the movie I don't think the movie would work. I I some people uh argued with me on Twitter over this. They said the movie would work even if Batman wasn't a factor and I don't agree with that. I think I think I would have had a problem with it if Batman wasn't a factor. Um because what what like what do you meant that 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 means the movie would then literally be like we live in a society the movie where like the whole town is in chaos and joker's like celebrating and then it just ends and like what are you supposed to take away from that in terms of a, a message like oh tear it all down eat the rich flip cars over burn them kill people shoot people in the face steal their money what kind of a fucking message is that that's so dumb to me. But you can't get around the fact that Batman is a factor because it's a Joker movie. So, um, And the, the last shot, I want to talk about the last, the last few minutes of the movie too. Because like, the last scene with Arthur, he's in a mental institution. He's in a cell. And he's laughing. And uh, this... Uh, this woman, the therapist or something, doctor says, uh, like, I think she asks, what's so funny? He says, uh, I thought of a joke. You wouldn't get it. And then it's like an extreme close shot of him laughing. And then there's a hard cut. I don't think there's any sound design accompanying, accompanying it, but there's just a hard cut to Bruce, little Bruce in the alleyway. And his uh, his dead parents, and then it cuts back to Joker. 
And I'm like, that's fucking great. Like that's that hard juxtaposition. Like you guys want, you guys know what Kino Pravda is, right? It was popularized by an old, very old movie called Battleship Potemkin. It was famous for its juxtaposition of scenes and ideas. And uh, it's meant to provoke thought. uh, And it's from uh, Kino Pravda and Kino Fist. It's like Kino Fist is this idea of like juxtaposition punching the audience in the face, right? Where it's like, it's like we're smashing this idea and this idea together and you're meant to synthesize this idea in your head and that's the fist that's punching you in the face. That's Kino Fist, right? That's To me, that's what that was. Like you have this ultimate, he's an agent of chaos. That's what Joker is, right? And then you hard cut to Bruce in the alley who is the agent of order. So you have the ultimate agent of chaos, the ultimate agent of order. And the agent of order has been created as a result of the chaos that the agent of chaos has brought. So it's like the this idea of the yin and yang thing, one feeding the other, right? Batman exists because Joker exists and is manifesting chaos into the world. And then that that this the same is true vice versa. You have too much order, an element of chaos like the Joker will eventually come into play and fuck things up. And which is further reinforced in the very last scene, right? Where he, it's like, it's like a scene missing moment where you see Joaquin in the the cell, right? And then it cuts to the hallway outside. And then you see Joker walking away with bloody footprints because he escaped the cell somehow. And then like you see him walk to the end of the corridor. He He runs left and then he runs away. And in kind of a Scooby-Doo-esque scene, you see him run away and like two, like one or two doctors chase him. And then he runs the other way and then more doctors chase him. And at first I was like, how did he get out? How the fuck did he, he was just in the cell, but he got out somehow. But then as I thought about it more, I realized how symbolic it was. Like the, the reason you, you don't see how he got out of the cell for a reason because it doesn't matter. Because the fact he escaped is symbolic of the fact that evil always manages to find a way to break out into the world and manifest itself. It doesn't matter. The means of that doesn't matter. The fact is that that's what happens. Evil always finds a way out into the world somehow because evil is in the heart of every person. And... uh, I thought that was great. That was a great way to end the movie. And it it seems it's deceptively uh it's deceptively hopeful because if you just analyze on a surface level, it's like, "Oh, Joker got out." And that's the end of the movie. Like that's not a happy ending, but you're meant to then go like, "Oh, well, Batman's going Bruce Wayne's going to grow up, become Batman, and then they're going to have this eternal battle between each other." And then I think that's that's great. It's like it acknowledges very strongly the presence of Batman, but it doesn't oversell it. You know, you don't need a scene at the end where it's like, you know, 20 years later and then Bat- Bruce Wayne's all grown up and he puts the fucking helmet on or his, his headset is 
the fuck word am I looking for? His mask, I guess, with the ears. You don't need to see him put the ears on at the end. It's like, you know, just by that one hard cut to to Bruce in the alley, you know what the filmmaker's intent is. And um, the juxtaposition is clear. And uh, that's what I thought of Joker. I hope you liked my review. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, well, I guess if you haven't seen it, I just spoiled the whole fucking thing for you. But I did warn you guys. But yeah, good movie. I assume you guys uh, liked it. What's the consensus on your guys' end? Did you guys like Joker? I had a great time. I thought it was great. <clears throat> what did you think of the plot twist where it was revealed that the girl down the hall wasn't really there half the movie um that didn't bother me um I don't know why that would off put some people I don't I don't understand why people would have that problem Um, I didn't expect it just because the way it was like shot I mean I, f I figured like it was a possibility but it was convincing enough like maybe this girl is seeing just enough of Joaquin or of Arthur rather that she feels not weirded out by him but she's just not seeing like the red flags Maybe she's just seeing him scarcely enough that she doesn't pick up on the psycho factor. But uh, yeah, that 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 part didn't bother me. I don't I don't really see what why people had a problem with that in particular. I mean, I think I think it's a good idea to put that in there. Maybe it wasn't executed as well as it could have been, but it's an interesting. Th this is another thing that Jay said on that red letter review that pissed me off but he boiled it down to like this checklist where it's like you know imaginary girlfriend check uh 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 Oedipal complex because he lives with his mother check and I'm just like you can you can do that boil boil everything down to a checklist thing with so many movies including really good movies it's like you you gotta give Joker ingredients like to work with like like Mother, okay, it's an interesting relationship. Girlfriend, yeah, that's interesting. Do something with, with that. Like, what's the alternative? Some fucking guy roommate that lives with him named Steve? Like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> He's just there in the background eating pizza. With a backwards Supreme hat on. <laughs> Yeah, like you, you can do that checklist thing with everything. And it's like, if you like the movie, it's not a problem. But then if you don't like the movie, all of a sudden it's like, Ugh, it's just a checklist of things that was, you know, it was this fill in, the fill in the blanks approach where it wasn't a true artistic endeavor. It was just like, okay, we got Joker. We got to throw the mother in there, throw the girlfriend in there, having tr problems at work. His boss is an asshole. Like, I mean, 
there's got to be something there for for him to play off of. Like, what else is it going to be? What's the what's the alternative? Anyway, I don't. I don't. I didn't have a problem with that plot line itself, but I thought the reveal was poorly done. Might have been better without the flashbacks. Oh, uh, hmm. Perhaps, but I I don't think it would have played as well if it, if those weren't put into the edit, like flashing back to the scenes with like where you originally saw the girlfriend was with was with Joker, but then in those flashbacks you see that he was alone the whole time. If the movie didn't have those, I feel like the fact that she was in his imagination wouldn't have wouldn't have played very well. I think people would have been confused. And even though the flashback thing is like really on the nose, I think that's a better decision than to leave them out because I think people would have been more confused. I kind of agree that that was like, it was a little on the nose, maybe could have been executed better somehow. But I mean, I can't think of a better, maybe if I spent some time thinking about it, maybe I could come up with something. But I was, I was happy with the way it was. I didn't really have a problem. Anyway, that's my Joker review. There you go. Let's uh, let's move on to some other stuff. Joker needed five hundred acts, lots of titties and explosions. Ah, yes. Didn't have an explosion, so it was a bad movie. The Dark Knight had way more explosions than Joker. Uh, what else we got here? Some new, uh, some new chat. Lord Xanthar the Allen says, "Saw your last live stream. Great episode. But what happened to the Hello World zombie dudes? Hello World is still a plot factor, believe it or not." It hasn't been brought up yet since the first time, but it will it will come back into the plot. So just wait for it. Wait for the next one. You'll see you'll see it then. Thanks, Alan. It's also the whole zero hour thing. That's also still a factor. The opening flash forward. That still ties into the main plot. I haven't I haven't forfeited that. This will all, the whole season in the coming episodes will come together in a way that I think people will be really uh, impressed with. Hopefully, there are things coming up in the in the new in the last three episodes. They'll be like, oh, that's why that scene years ago was there. Like, oh, I see that. That's why that happened. Like, things will really uh, come together in a way that I think will be satisfying. Anyway, thanks, man. Slendy says, I love you and your streams, John. I will donate more to your cause. I felt a great feeling seeing them, seeing your stream on my notifications. I owe you. Thank you, good sir. Thanks so much, dude. Yeah, we, we live in a brave new world of media where someone like me can basically have his own show. This is my show. I got a show. If you had told me in the back in the 90s that I could have my own show, I wouldn't have believed you. But uh, 
Now technology makes it possible for every single individual to have their own channel. And you just wrap your head around that. Like when I was growing up, a channel was just a thing on cable TV where it's like no individual person can have their own channel, but now that's possible. I, I can make an episode of something or maybe it's just a podcast of my stupid fucking face on camera and somebody can full screen it at their on their big TV at home and watch me as if it's like a, a theatrical experience. You know? They'll full screen me on their TV and be like, okay, it's time to watch John, the John show. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I can never, uh, I, I'm still getting used to that idea, the fact that that's possible, you know. And I myself, I'm, I find myself watching uh, just streams of people. Like, uh, do you guys know Nick DiPaolo? He's this comedian that's been around for a long time. And I've been listening to him for years, and now he has his own podcast. He has his own YouTube show. And I watch him a lot because I think he's really funny. And it's just, he's just he's basically doing the exact same thing I am. He's just in a in a room in his studio or his his place he lives or whatever. He just has a corner of one room dedicated a little studio space with a couple cameras pointed and he just talks. And I watch something like that with the same level of enthusiasm as I used to have when I would tune into Dragon Ball Z on TV when I when I got home from school you know it's just it's really cool I I love that I love that somebody can be can see me on their feed and be excited to watch me as if as if I you know and when you think about it it's like it's no different than what say YTV was back in the day. So all YTV was was a little studio space in a in a f- one floor office building somewhere in Toronto, and they had a couple cameras and a guy, a DJ, DJ Phil. That was who I started with. After that, it was Sugar, and uh, it's basically the same thing. Some people in a room with a couple cameras. It just back then it was really hard to, you know, get a hold of a sophisticated camera and like a YouTube wasn't there at the time to allow people to, to broadcast whenever they want. You know, if, if you wanted to watch something, it had to be on a TV channel and there was a limited amount of channels and you had to have like a, you had to have. You, you had to have like a studio contract or something to, in order to get on TV. But now it's like any fucking dumbass with a camera like me can just immediately occupy your television at home. And I think that's fucking amazing. Anyway. God, I'm just... Listen to me ramble on about this just stupid, boring shit. Nobody cares. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, thanks, man. Thanks, Slendy. I'm glad you enjoyed my streams. Johnny Cared says, Hey, baby, great episode you did. Crazy ending. Have you ever had fans approach you in real life? And if so, what happened? Uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. 
the last time it happened, I was shopping and there was a guy that worked there who he was like stocking shelves or something and he recognized me. And uh, I used to react not well to, to those circumstances, but I've loosened up a lot and I was I was quite happy to hear from somebody who knew who I was. And uh, he asked if I if he could take a picture. I was like, yeah, dude. Took a picture with him. He was a really nice dude. And, uh, yeah, I used to be really awkward. Like, that would occasionally happen before, and I would just pretend to not be the person. <laughs> it's like, are you that guy? I'd be like, no. <laughs> you must be thinking of somebody else. And then leave in a hurry. So I didn't know how to deal with it. It's stupid. I'm I'm better with that now. I'll just be like, yeah. So I used to be like, I mean, I'm still insecure, but I used to be way more insecure than I am now. But yeah, I, I just, I don't let it bother me anymore. It's like, why am I feeling insecure? Like I make stuff online that people like and people are happy to see me. So why should I fucking feel why do I have to feel weird about it? I don't. That's all in my fucking head. So I just, just force myself to stop being weird. Just embrace it. It's not that it happens that often, anyway. Anyway, thanks, man. Um, Hazel Allister says, "Spoil me." Did Adam kill his mom? Breathe if yes. <laughs> No. I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. I'm not saying anything. I will neither confirm nor deny that statement. Thanks, Hazel. Jebediah Kerbal says, Have you seen Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated? Um, I don't know what you're referring to. Is that... I assume that's not like the cartoon. Like the, the 70s cartoon? Was it th I think that started in the 70s, didn't it? Scooby-Doo. Um, are you referring to like one of the live action movies? Is this a, a reboot of the cartoon? Is this one of the is this a video game? I had one of the Scooby-Doo mystery games for Genesis. It's the, the one where uh, it takes place in a circus. It's kind of a point and click thing. Well, not click because it's not PC. It was on Genesis, but you know what I mean? That kind of like, uh, what is it? Secret of Monkey Island, that kind of format where you, you, there's a cursor and you point where the character goes and then you select an object and then you have a menu of actions where it's like talk, use, open, close, kind of like that. I had one of those games. That was great. But yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what you're referring to specifically, but I like Scooby Doo. I'm a fan. That's the exact name of the show. It's fairly modern, by far the best Scooby Doo show out there. Okay, adventure game. Well, no, it's not really adventures too broad. Cause like, um, I mean, Ocarina of Time is an adventure game. Uncharted is an adventure game, but there's different types of adventure games, right? And that that Secret of Monkey Island format is a very specific 
point and click, I guess, because even if it's not a mouse, it's basically like you're pointing the cursor and you're selecting things. Um, all right. Thanks, Jebediah. Blue Ridge Media says, how did you like the latest volunteer VAs? They were great. Um, I mentioned this the other day. Uh, a lot of them were, were really good. A few of them, the recording was really poor. A few of them, the delivery just wasn't. It was either not enough effort or too much effort. Or it's like the lines were being yelled. And it's like, dude, that people don't talk like that. You dial you gotta dial it back, dude. <laughs> but the ones I went with, like I was happy with a lot of them, but uh I can only go with I can only go with one for each character, obviously, and I went with the ones that I thought sounded not necessarily the most natural delivery, but the most appropriate, the most fitting for each character individually. And um, I'm really happy with what who I went with. And um, I emailed them, thanking them for auditioning. I tweeted out, thanking everyone for trying. And um, just because if you're one of the, the voice actors who submitted something but you didn't get chosen, um, by all means, like, try again whenever I'm accepting auditions again. And uh, women included. Um, I wasn't looking for women for this script, but I might be looking for whammon for the next one. So yeah, I'll let I'll let people know over Twitter when I'm looking for more. Anyway, thanks, man. Corey in the house eighty one. Is that a Disney show? I think it is. Thanks for reviewing Joker. Was really looking forward to your hot take because of your experience and background in film you're the best job hang in there thanks dude um are you using hot take ironically there that's something i wanted to talk about you reminded me um it's this f weird fucking identity politics thing that i'm seeing on my social media feeds where like my white friends, whenever they make a post about, like, something serious, they always take a beat at the beginning to, like, apologize for their whiteness in a way. And it's like every opinion that's held by a white person is a hot take. And if you don't know the definition of hot take, it basically means rushed, ill-informed, um, it's not thought out. You know, and it's just like off the cuff, no research. And um, it's really annoying. You know? Like, why Why should race even factor into it? I mean, you either have a... You either have an educated opinion on something or you don't. Like, why should it matter what color your skin is? Again... <laughs> And like, and despite how these people will insist that they're not racist, they insist on viewing everything through a prism of identity politics and race, where it's just like, dude, enough already. Stop apologizing for being fucking white. It's not your fault. I got into a few arguments, too. I was just like, what, 
why does it matter that you're white? Like it was somebody, a friend of mine uh, on a social my social media feed. He was writing something in response to Trudeau's blackface thing, which is another thing. I'll get to that later. That's another thing. Um, but he was talking about the blackface thing, and he was saying, uh, "I'm paraphrasing, but it's he was basically saying like." Um, Uh, I know you guys are probably sick of yet another white person's opinion on this. It was something like that. Whereas basically an apology for like, sorry, I am white, but here's my opinion. Please let me have it. <laughs> it's like, no, don't, don't preface. If you have an opinion, just share it. Don't, you don't need to, like, it's like that point of privilege thing at the, um, did you guys see the, the democratic socialist convention live stream the highlights of it where like everybody's doing jazz hands instead of applauds because applause is too strict triggering to people with um sensory sensory overload problems or whatever but anyway if they, if if a white person at that convention has an opinion that they want to voice they have to preface it with um point of privilege so the idea is you have to acknowledge your white privilege first and then basically ask permission for your opinion to be heard. And then in some way or another, the, the person you're talking to, maybe a, perhaps a person of color, will go, okay, I accept that you're white and I will hear your opinion out. Proceed. And it's like, dude, we sh you need to extract that whole thing out of discussion. If I have an opinion, it shouldn't matter what color I am. I mean, if we're really trying to abolish race, racial tension here, there's a lot of there's this weird fucking anti-white thing going on. I don't know. It's so it's so fucking stupid. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I'm I'm not just a fucking lunatic. You guys are seeing this too, right? You must be. Or maybe it's just Vancouver, because this Vancouver is so fucking far left leaning. It's insane. I'm a lefty, but just Vancouver just takes it to another level. But yeah, you you're when you said hot take there, that just reminded me of that cuz like white opinions were being commonly referred to as hot takes, and I saw that a few times on my feed. For both from white people and people of color saying all white opinions are basically hot takes. And I'm just like, no, they aren't. You're telling me that a person of color can't have a hot take on something? They can also have an educated opinion on something. The point is that race isn't a factor. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. It's fucking dumb. Anyway, that's something I wanted to mention that was bugging me. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Thank you, Corey in the house. Appreciate it, dude. Very generous of you. All you guys, thank you. <clears throat> oh, uh... <laughs> Can we talk about Trudeau's blackface? That was pretty funny. No, I don't know what you're trying to say. Please explain further. Do you really not know what I'm trying to say? I think I made it pretty clear. You're just fucking trolling, right? I'm just, I'm saying basically I don't like identity politics. That's that's my thesis there. 
no matter what race you are, you shouldn't have to like apologize for for an immutable characteristic of yours. But uh, Trudeau and his blackface, I thought that was. Oh yeah, that that's why that guy he felt the need to apologize first for the fact he was white for having an opinion on this because. As a white person, he didn't know the effect that blackface has on, like, people of color. Like, if a person of color were to see Trudeau in blackface, that that would bring up, that would stir up negative feelings in them in a way that a white person could never understand. Which, I, there's, there's, uh, there's a something to that. I'm not going to throw that opinion out completely. But, um, just because you're white, that, it doesn't mean you can't have an opinion on somebody doing blackface. Me, for instance, I think what Trudeau did was really fucking dumb. But, I mean, that's not an offensive opinion. That's I'm sure people of color would agree. But I can see how, like, I may be less sensitive to the depiction of blackface than somebody who's a person of color who's, like, who maybe has some, like, direct anecdotal trauma related to like some somebody doing like like if you're a person of color and you see someone with a painted face that might affect you more so than somebody who's white observing the same thing and so i there might be something to that but you should be able to have an opinion on anything regardless of your um your race and yeah i thought trudeau what he did was dumb but I also thought it was really funny because not in like a that that was a great idea. He should do it again kind of way. What I thought was funny was that he he was caught doing blackface once. Right. And then he came out. He came out to the press. And in because Trudeau knew in his head that there was uh, at least two instances where he, he did blackface. Right. And so when the first. When the first one came out, Trudeau tried to get ahead of it in the press by coming out and speaking to the media himself and talking about not only the instance that was shared in the media beforehand, but also a new instance that he wanted to mention himself before the media got a hold of it. So that was him trying to get ahead of the situation where it's like, yeah, I acknowledge that the blackface thing that I did, that was really bad. But then I also did it another time and I want to be the first to mention it. And I acknowledge that was bad and I shouldn't have done it. And he tried to get ahead of it. But then after that, that's when the third one came out. He tried to get ahead of it, but then the third the third one was there anyway. And that came out in the media. The media got a hold of it first before Trudeau mentioned it. And it was the worst one of all. It was like he painted, he it's like he painted his face in charcoal. He had a big fucking fro as well. And he was like, he had his hands up, thrown up in the air in victory like this. Uh, it was so, f like, I was laughing at how fucking stupid this guy is. He's so dumb. He's so disingenuous. Everything he says is, seems like bullshit. Every time he gets in front of a camera, it's just lies, lies, lies. And somehow he got elected again. I, th I think that's... I mean, we just had this Canada election debate. I don't know if he's locked in for another four years at this point yet. But, I mean, it looks it looks like it's going that way. 
and um, it's just fucking ridiculous because conservatism has been demonized to the point of being unforgivable that, you know, people will do literally anything than vote conservative. And so they voted for Trudeau despite the fact that he's a lying sack of shit. And I don't even disagree with all of his policies, but he he lied. He got elected saying that he wouldn't do those things and he did them. And it's like, dude, the guy is an the guy's been outed as a liar and he's an embarrassment. And everybody voted for him anyway. Oh fuck. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And that that debate was a fucking disaster. I don't know if you guys watched that. Well, I don't know if you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. The Canada election debate. It was on YouTube. But Canadian politics is so fucking boring. It wouldn't surprise me if not one of you even know them. Even saw it. But uh, the format was just terrible. Nobody, nobody had any time to speak. The allotment of time between people was terrible. Like one person would be... There'd be like two minutes total for a particular topic and then one person would occupy a minute 45 and then this a second person would only have 15 seconds to respond literally at the very end you can you can even look this up on youtube and watch it it's fucking hilarious at the very end of the debate there's this really complicated question that's directed towards trudeau trudeau and but it's nearing the end of the airtime so the 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 moderator literally says to Trudeau, "You have five seconds to respond," <laughs> and Trudeau is just like, uh, uh, uh. "Like it takes five seconds alone just to process the fact that you only have five seconds to say something and then start talking." But he's supposed to sum up, he's supposed to give a concise answer to a complicated question in five seconds. It's so funny, it's so poorly managed. You can look it up; it's funny. Anyway. Don't have to watch the whole thing. Just fast forward to the end and watch that one bit. <laughs> you have five seconds to respond. It's like Mission Impossible. With the, like, the self-destructing messages. Except less... That's less stupid. It's less stupid in Mission Impossible. It's not, that's a poor analogy anyway, but... You know what I mean. It's, it's just... Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, why even bother? It's like, why, why don't you just fucking... I guess you can't extend the airtime because... I guess it was being put on broadcast television. But, I mean, who the fuck is watching it on cable TV anyway? Most people are probably watching it on YouTube. And there's no res there's no time restriction on YouTube. The whole fucking stream on YouTube is like nine hours long. You can't take another two minutes just to let Trudeau give a fleshed out answer to something? No, five seconds only. It's so stupid. What an embarrassment. <clears throat> anyway, there you go. We get it, John. Canada is boring as fuck. Okay, I'm sorry I keep going on and on about things, but like... This is how I operate, okay? I think of something, I get on a train of thought, and then I'm, I'm always feeling this fucking pressure from the chat, like I'm... I'm speaking too long on one particular thing. I gotta 
I gotta just not let the chat derail me so often. Not that I'm. You guys have been cool. I'm not. I'm not shitting on you guys. But just sometimes I feel like it's like, yeah, we get it. We're like, okay, well, why don't you just let me talk about this thing and re let me reach a natural conclusion, and then I'll go to the next thing. Or if you don't want to listen to me, just fucking put me on mute. Put someone else on, listen to some music, and then eventually I'll move on to another topic. John, don't apologize for being yourself on channel. <laughs> don't let people keep you down, John. You be all you can be. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, where, where are we in the chats here? Cadenza says, wanna also recommend that you watch EFAP. <clears throat> what is EFAP? Is that what I think it is? Some kind of masturbatory porn thing? <clears throat> or is that an acronym for something more, uh, innocent? Stop picking at your eyebrow. I'll do what I want. You gonna... You gonna fight me? Fight me, I dare you. It's true, though. I pluck my eyebrows. It's, I shouldn't do that. It's like a nervous thing. John, stop picking your eyebrows. Re... <laughs> You're talking from earlier got me to start playing Metal Gear Solid 5 this stream. I like how far deep you got you go into your convos. That's cool, man. Yeah, that game is dope. I actually didn't finish it. I finished the first chapter. I didn't stick with it. I was I got stuck on a hard mission. It was one of those uh fuck, what do you what do you call those mission types in Metal Gear Solid 5 that are much more difficult than the usual ones? There's like a subsistence or something. It's in like parentheses next to the mission name. I can't fucking I can't remember. It was one of those. I got stuck. And then I got fed up. And then some, some new games came out. I was like, ah, whatever. I'll play it later. And then I never did. No, not casual. No, it was, it's an indicator for an increased difficulty. I just, I just can't remember the term. <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know what EFAP is. Let me look up EFAP. I'm curious. Hang on. EFAP. Employee and Family Assistance Program. That's probably not it. That's all I'm seeing on Google. What the fuck is it? Is that it? It can't be. That looks boring. What the fuck is EFAP? Whatever, I'm not finding anything on here. Is it on a is it on YouTube? Every frame a pause? Every frame a pause. EFAP.me 
Uh, this is some fucking furry shit. <laughs> I know there's probably furries in the chat. I'm not shitting on you guys, but I'm just saying like furry furries isn't really my thing. Every frame of pause is a podcast on YouTube hosted by Mahler, Wolf, and Rags where they discuss various forms of media, be it movies, TV, or games. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really look like my kind of thing. Yeah, furries, no thank you. Yif in hell. Thanks, man. Thank you, Cadenza. Um. <laughs> E-fucked is where it's at. It's sad because I actually know what you're talking about in that case. I've seen a few of those. Um, what else we got here? Travis says, absolutely loved the episode. I laughed hysterically at the pooping scene. I will never outgrow those immature jokes like that. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome, dude. Yeah, I like that joke too. I mean, I, I try to be clever with jokes, but I, I also want to show people that I'm not above a good fart joke. You know, that can still be funny. And in that situation, I definitely think it was funny. Because it's not just the fart. It's it's the circumstance, right? And in combination with the fart, uh, I think it's pretty funny. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Jebediah Kerbal says, Thoughts on the Outer Worlds slash new Star Wars game? Um, My roommate just got the Outer Worlds. And I watched the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of it. I watched him create a character. I watched the intro. Looks great. It reminds me of, like, like Bioshock mixed with Fallout, but with, like, comedy in there, too. Like, all the character animation has this comedic DreamWorks-y kind of bounce to it. It looks, uh, it looks really good. Did you guys uh, hear about Bethesda shitting the bed again? I mean, just when you thought Bethesda couldn't shit the bed possibly anymore. I mean, their bed is full of shit at this point. The, the There's not even a mattress. It's just shit. And, a sh and the sheet is just shit. Pillows full of shit. It's a bed full of shit Bethesda is lying in right now. And uh, they fucked up with Fallout 76... And then a bunch of like key people from Bethesda left and they're the ones who made the Outer Worlds. And then uh, here's Bethesda still fucking up with this like glitch in Fallout 76 that apparently eats all your stored items and doesn't let you get any of them back. Like how the f how can you fuck up that badly? Jesus Christ, you think they'd have, you know, pulled up their socks a little bit after that, after the the fallout of the Fallout 76 release. Now there's like a bug that deletes your entire fucking inventory. Am I wrong about that? I think, I think that's correct. That's great, John. 
Is that... Are you seeing that ironically? Or sarcasm? Sarcasm? It's hard to read the tone from some of you guys. Bethesda has earned my re for delaying Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah, Doom Eternal I'm still stoked for. I guess they haven't shit the bed completely. I mean, if Doom turns out all right, but... Fallout, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. How do you even... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I haven't played The Outer Worlds. Uh, the new Star Wars game, I don't know what... What's the subtitle for that? Is that a new KOTOR? Is it Fallen Order or something like that? Or It's not another, not another Force Unleashed, is it? I can't remember. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. Um, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't really heard it much about that. Is that, that's still Electronic Arts, right? I presume. They own the Star Wars license, don't they? I think Battle, Battlefront did pretty well, didn't it? Despite all the, the microtransaction bullshit. Do people still play Battlefront? <laughs> or is that forgotten already? Hey, if you got the if you get the time, could you read that copy pasta you were sent? Oh yeah, sure. The the fan submissions. Um, I think I, I got I made a category in my Gmail and I I put them all in there. So, yeah, I can get to those. Um, we'll finish off the chats here, the super chats, and then I'll look at my my email for those. Comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. What's your opinion on the new Terminator movie? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not really compelled to see it, to be honest. I wanted to be excited about it, but I'm just not. And I'm convinced it won't be better than Terminator 1 or 2. Terminator 1 and 2 are both amazing. In their own ways. It's kind of like that Alien Aliens thing, where it's like, there's this endless debate about what's the superior movie. If you want horror, watch Alien. If you want action, watch Aliens. It's not hard. They're both great movies, but in they're different genres. And I think uh, that's kind of the same for... I guess Terminator is an action movie, but it's more... I think Terminator 1 is more of a thriller, action thriller. And Terminator, Terminator 2 is more like popcorn action. There is a slight genre difference between the two, I think. Anyway. Thoughts on Mr. Robot so far? I haven't actually watched the new season yet. I fucking love that show. I'm surprised I haven't gotten around to it. I'll get to that soon. Terminator Salvation is underrated gold. Do you mean that in like a it's so bad it's good sort of way? Because I heard it was bad. But I do want to watch it just to see Christian Bale in it because I really like that dude. Christian Bale's a great actor. I'm curious what he does with that role. Anyway. Um, thank you, Jebediah. James R. says, Hey, John, I just want to apologize for my whiteness <laughs> before I start. Good. 
Is this a point of privilege that you're making? I hope you acknowledge your white privilege before you write before you wrote this. I swear I'm not racist and I let my wife get with any men as long as they aren't white. <laughs> I think that's called being a cuckold. Moving on, point of privilege. My question is and then it just ends there. That's not a question. Anyway, thanks, James. That was funny. You made me haha. Rivers seven twenty seven says, "Why is the left all in on that soy consumption?" Um, I don't know if it's like, I don't know what this obsession with soy is. I mean, I know it kind of became a meme because of like soy's. There's something in soy that uh, that increases estrogen levels in the body. Presumably dis decreases your testosterone count, which would detract from your from masculine characteristics. Um, but I mean, I I used to drink soy. I don't I don't really anymore. But there was there was a stretch of time where I was drinking like a bunch of soy beverage. I guess I'm a, that makes me a soy boy, right? But I'm not. But even though I was doing that I, I don't consider myself one of these I don't consider myself a soy boy in the meme sense where I think men are trash and all this stuff I don't know it's weird everyone's laughing because I'm a soy boy now oh, I'll never hear the end of it now chat's going fucking crazy John's a soy boy I knew it all this time yeah, yeah. Have a field day with that. Hilarious. I still eat meat. I I balanced it out. I I don't drink soy exclusively. Anyway. Quit making fun of me, you guys. Stop making fun of me on the internet or you'll be sorry. Thanks, Rivers. Played in the background said, you said you'd look at gamer joker memes, gangweed. Yes, you're right, I did. We, I'll finish off these chats and uh, we'll look at some quick joke gamer joker memes and then we'll do fan submissions. Thanks, man. Crank said, I have diarrhea, John. That's a shame. Might be your diet. Or maybe you're just coming down with something. Too much soy, maybe. Thank you, Crank. Uh, Johnny Caird says, how's that love life going? Uh, non-existent. Thanks a lot. Thanks for reminding me how utterly alone I am. <laughs> uh, I don't put myself out there. I'm just, I'm just working right now. Something will come along, I'm sure. But I'm not in a hurry. Anyway, thanks, Johnny. Captain Clark 23 says, Job, point of privilege. <laughs> you should maintain jazz hands while you deliver your hot takes. Don't forget to stop and start between sentences. Bite the foam 
Duality of man, etc., etc. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, thank you for acknowledging your privilege before you said that. Maintain jazz hands. Jazz hands is supposed to be applause, though. You're supposed to do this because apparently this is too triggering for people who are sensitive to sensory overload. Thanks, Captain Clark. Um, Kiro says, Hi, John. Super source question, but does kindly like anal? For fuck's sake. <laughs> this is like that scene in episode 14 where, like, the, the guy mentions that uh, they have a female boss. And then the, uh, the soldiers are immediately like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Does this chick have boobs? I don't know, maybe. Nice. Who fucking cares? I bet I'd 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 clarify that for you too, one way or the other. Or if 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 I did say she liked Daniel, you would be like, "Oh my god, I knew it." <laughs> That's so hot. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. I knew she loved anal. <laughs> Dude, who fucking cares? You only ever see her as a digital avatar. Fuck's sake. Anyway, thanks, Kiro. You're a good guy. You just have some... Uh, some weird fetishes. But I know you're a good guy. Uh, Jebediah Kerbal says, With Arbian Chief, who's the pitcher and catcher? <laughs> Fuck me. How do you know they fuck each other? Maybe they're neither. Because they don't fuck each other in the ass. Arbiter seems like a guy who likes getting pegged. How do you know that's not Chief? Maybe Chief is, uh, in his offensive dialogue, is overcompensating for the fact that he likes to get pegged. He's trying to overcompensate for the last lack of masculinity that he feels being the catcher. How do you know? Chief likes getting pegged is now canon. It's official. John just said it. Yeah, well, I say a lot of things, okay? Thanks, Jebediah. James R. says... What does he say? What does James R. say? Hmm. James R. says, Hey, for real, though, check out The Critical Drinker. He's a movie reviewer on YouTube I think you'd like. Also, do you like Mega64? Yeah, Mega64 is funny. I haven't, uh, I haven't listened to them or heard from them in a while. Um, I watched their stuff a few years back when they were doing like their video game pranks like Resident Evil 4. One of them would dress up as the merchant and borderland, borderline antagonize people. Or he'd go as the main guy from Deus Ex and hack all the computers. 
That was pretty funny. But uh, I haven't really seen them do anything other than... Yeah, I haven't really... Maybe I'm just not subscribed to their channel or paying attention or whatever, but I don't think they're doing stuff like that anymore, are they? Maybe they're still doing like a podcast or something, but I don't really listen to any podcasts except for like Rogan. Rogan's the main one I listen to. Um, thanks, man. Uh, what else we got here? James R. Is Madeline hot? She's fucking dead. <laughs> Have some respect for the deceased. I don't know. I never really thought about how she looked, to be honest, because it wasn't important to me on a storytelling level. She served a purpose in the story, a kind of off-camera purpose. Thoughts on Rogan censoring people? Who's Rogan censoring? Did you see Edward Snowden episode on Rogan? Yeah, I did, of course. Of course I did. Think I'm gonna follow Rogan and not watch an episode with Edward Snowden on it? That was a real eye opener. I mean, it confirmed a lot of suspicions I had already. I didn't really hear anything n new from him. Like I, a lot of the things he said, I had a suspicion of. But it's just to have it confirmed like that. It's like, ugh, it's really disheartening. It's like, oh shit, they really can. You know, like I'm worried about having an Xbox One because of like, or like a Kinect because of like the always on microphone and video camera. But I'm worried about that. But yet I carry my phone around with me and it's always on. And that's like the ultimate surveillance device where it's like I've always got my phone on my person. It's always got a microphone that's active. So it's got a front and back facing cameras. Like in terms of being spied on, it's like the worst fucking thing ever. So like, what's the point of being worried about anything? It's all fucked. But you know, it's like that thing in South Park with the NSA where it's like everybody at the NSA is keeping tabs on every tiny irrelevant detail of people's lives. And it's like, obviously, that's not like that. But if the government does have a reason for looking for you, they can find you very easily. You just got to give them a reason not to, you don't not give them a reason to target target you. But if they want to, the, the tech is there. Thoughts on Rogan censoring people? Yeah, what's... Uh, did you elaborate on that? Shob... Shob... How do you say that? Shob... Shob... Accidentally outed Rogan for cheating on his own podcast and Bent Pixels is taking down re-uploads of the clip. Well, any fucking guy can say anything. Like... Is there any evidence behind that? I mean, fuck, I could say that on my podcast. Doesn't mean it's true. I think I did hear about that, what you're talking about. Anyway, I haven't seen any evidence for it. Uh, 
Um, what else we got here? John Spell Kaleidoscope. Uh, kaleidoscope. Uh, K A L E I D O S C O P E. Is that right? There is zero privacy. If you want to take a dump in peace, someone watch. It's freaking scary. Yeah. I mean, the the only way to not be spied on is to just take the fucking batteries out of everything. Because Snowden at least confirmed that. Like, I, I had a suspicion that was the case. And if you want to guarantee that you're not being spied on, you just got to take the batteries out of everything. But that's the thing. With phones now, you can't take the batteries out. Not without... Uh, you know, special tools for prying the back of the thing open. Used to be that, you know, you could just take off the back panel of your phone with your thumb and then just take the battery out, out easily. But now they're just like built into the thing. They're designed not to be removed. And if you try to open it up, it voids your warranty. So it's a deterrent from removing the battery. I hate where we're going as a society you know in terms of the influence technology has over everybody it's it's uh it's freaky i do not like john just tape up the cameras on your phone um well i got i got this cover over it, my phone oh fuck there's a hole right there for the camera well that one's not covered up but the front one is But yeah, it's uh, it's all fucked. It's all fucked, boys and girls. We live in a society. Okay. Um, am I all caught up with chats here? I think I am. Okay, let me check uh, Streamlabs. Oh yeah, there's one here. Um, Giga says, hello, John. You are still the most person ever. Also, I have pizza. Also, I've got a soda to go with my pizza. Okay, I love you. Bye. I love you too, man. Well done. Pizza and soda. That sounds good. I used to eat so much pizza. I gained so much weight. I've ru I've kind of eliminated pizza from my diet now. I don't eat it anymore. But, but man, I miss it. I got to say... Um, okay, so let's uh, let's look at some gamer Joker memes. I mentioned this the other day. It's one of my favorite memes ever. Meme review. Uh, here we go. So let's go to um, let's go to activity mode. Boom. <laughs> How do I make this bigger? Oh, fuck off. Stupid. No, go away. Jesus H. Christ, I just want to make this big. Maybe if I open it in a new tab.
it shrinks the image down even smaller. Three hundred. It it increases the text only. That is so fucking indefensibly stupid. Now, whatever. You guys can read that, right? This could be us. It's Joker and Harley. But you friend-zoned me ten times. Ten fucking times, Veronica. When will you learn to love me, a gentleman gamer, instead of going after dumb jocks, bitch? <laughs> Gamers rise up. I fucking love this shit. Some are funnier than, than others. This is a great one. When the nice guy loses his patience, the devil sh- <laughs> We live in a society, okay? You guys have heard of this, right? Of course you have. You're all gang weeders. Hashtag rise up. Let's put this... Let's put it this way, since you don't seem to understand. Gamers, through rigorous... <laughs> rigorous is spelled wrong. <laughs> amount of training, have developed more stamina than the average male. Parentheses, a.k.a. your boyfriend. That means prolonged ejaculation and harder erections last longer in bed equals more powerful orgasms for the both of us and possibly even female ejaculation. Don't believe me? You'll never know if you don't try, winky face. <laughs> it's so fucking cringy. I have friends who like they hate cringe stuff. Like, they just, like, it makes them cringe and they don't like that. I love cringe comedy. I, f I live for that shit, man. It's so funny. It's the idea that there's incelibate guys out there who actually think this way. What kind of gamer are you? Jared Leto Gamer. New School. Fortnite, PUBG, Clash of Clans, Far Cry 5, Overwatch, Heath Ledger Joker, Old School, Modern Warfare 2, League of Legends, Angry Birds, Black Ops 2, Bioshock Infinite, Jack Nicholson Joker, Ancient Gamer, Halo 3. <laughs> Apparently... An ancient gamer these days is somebody who started playing games on fucking Xbox 360. But I guess that's the joke, right? That's part of the joke. Halo 3, Gears of War, Call of Duty 4, Fallout 3, Portal. Ancient gamer status. Whether young or... My first console was fucking 16-bit Genesis. I mean, uh, there's, there's definitely... Uh, there were eras before me. Like, I missed the whole Atari... You know, Pong, Atari... Commodore, ColecoVision, all that stuff. I missed out on that. Genesis 16-bit was my entry point, and Game Gear was one of my, that was my first handheld. But uh, the idea that an ancient gamer is anybody who plays fucking Xbox 360 is ridiculous. But I'm pretty sure they know that. Whether young or old, brand new or classic, we are all gamers. <laughs> we snipe our enemies, complete our quests, and most of all, we get shit done. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't mess with us. <laughs> it's so... The, the cringe. It's delicious. This could be us, Veronica. But you chose to backstab a nice gentleman gamer and date a rude Chad. 
Go ahead. Say I'm a nerd for playing WoW one more time. I dare you. So you don't date a real man who respects you just because he's a gamer? Ha ha ha, bitch, please. <laughs> Studies done have proven that gamers are in fact better in bed and yet you still choose a cheating jock than a man who respects you. It's funny when they're... Like, there's a middle ground where, like, they can be too wordy. But then if it's just, like, if it's so long-winded, then that in itself becomes really funny. Do a couple more of these. I don't want to do the whole page, but you get you get the joke. Snap, yes, this one's going in my libtard-owned compilation. Snap, yes, this one's going in my conservatard-owned compilation. Hmm. Well, there's something to be said for transcending politics and seeing the idiocy on both sides, but it's a little cringy. Not that funny. <laughs> okay, Alexis, you kept me in the friend zone and now you say video games are for nerds and for me to grow up. Yet we gamers are everywhere. <laughs> the might of the gamers will overwhelm you. We gamers never die. Science has proven we gamers make the best lovers and you won't go to prom with me because I play video games. Stuck up cunt. <laughs> we live in a society. Classic. All right, these are starting to suck now. You get the joke. It's pretty funny. I love Gamer Joker. It's hilarious. Um, all right, so what are we doing that next? Uh, some some uh, fan submissions. Let me just load up my my email here. Just give me a minute. Contributors, I think that's right. Oh shit, no. Where the fuck is the folder that I made? Ah, oh, Christ. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna search for it. God damn it, that's not the right thing. Fucking hell, I thought I had it prepared. I guess I didn't. Shit. Um The guy who made the fan fiction story, you're you're here in the chat, right? Do you remember what your subject line was? Or if you just uh 
I don't want to. I don't want you to give your me your name over the chat if you if you want to stay anonymous. But just like, if there's a certain keyword or something I can search for to find the email in my thing. What was it? Maybe if I search story. Fan story. Fanfic. Jesus H. Christ. Ah, shit. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Maybe if I search for attachments. Because it's a PDF. I know that. I'm pretty sure it is. He should go into his email and... I know I, I have... I Fucking hell. I thought I put the email in a folder. I was sure I had it ready. But I guess not. Celebrity encounter. Okay, okay, okay. You sent it to my jcjgram at gmail, right? Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um... <clears throat> this is, uh, do you guys know that, like, I ran into Ryan Gosling and this is what happened meme where there's these, like, bizarre meetup stories that are written in such a way where it's so weird that you kind of believe, like, maybe it might be true, but it's, it's bullshit, but, like, it's just so bizarrely written. It's like, maybe there's, maybe he's not lying, like. Anyway, somebody wrote one of those, but it's like a, it's, it's an encounter with me instead. And, uh, I read it and, uh, it was pretty funny. I laughed. So, um, I'm going to read it to you guys now. Okay. So here we go. You guys ready? Celebrity encounter with Job Graham. This is a true story, by the way. This is, this is very, very, very true. I've been a long fa I've been a long time fan of Arby and the Chief and some of the other works made by its creator, Job Graham, previously known as Digital Queer, such as It's a Wonder It's a Wonderful Live and One Life Remaining. I admired his hard work and his dedication to his craft, and I really enjoyed his recent resurfacing on the web with his return to Arby and the Chief and his new See Me After Class podcast, where he talks about subjects ranging from the hottest new memes to philosophical debates of why we're here and the current clash of political ideologies going on in today's world. I thought he was a pretty cool dude, and I admired how he always had his own unique perspective on things. But after this recent in-person encounter with him, I'm beginning to think otherwise. <laughs> it began back in June when I went to go visit my family living up in Vancouver. I had grown up there, and I had left a lot of my childhood friends behind when I moved to the States a couple of years back. I'm trying to read this in like a stand-by-me narration sort of way. <laughs> where I'm trying to like lend it legitimacy with a serious voiceover. <clears throat> I don't know how well I'm doing. It began... Oh yeah, I read that. I had... I had grown up in Vancouver and I had left a lot of my childhood friends behind when I moved to the States a couple of years back 
After visiting with my family, I met up with an old buddy of mine, let's call him Aaron, and we decided to hang out at a coffee shop in East Vancouver. Me and him used to watch Arby and the Chief back in the day, so he was surprised to hear that Job had returned to the series, as well as to the web. After we sat down and got our coffee, I noticed a familiar figure sitting a couple of booths down. It was Job Graham, typing away on a laptop. I told Aaron, and he got the idea to walk over and say hello. I thought it was rude and that we should wait, but he insisted that we do it. I kind of wished that I had gone with my gut and waited because maybe happened because maybe happened next wouldn't have gone as nearly as bad. There's a bit of grammatical error here, but that's fine. Aaron walked up first. Hey, you're that digital queer guy, right? Aaron asked. Job replied without even giving him a glance. Yeah. Immediately, things got a little bit awkward. I could just tell from his body language that he wasn't in the mood for talking. But Aaron either didn't notice or didn't care. Aaron continued, Hey, we really like your show. It was some funny stuff back in the day. Back in the day. Job finally looked up and gave him a cold stare. You seriously think that shit was funny? Aaron finally got the memo and was visibly visibly starting to get uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. We used to watch your show back in the day as kids. We watched it so much I can still quote it. My rafflecopter goes soy, soy, soy. Remember that? Can you fuck off? Asked Job. <laughs> I saw Aaron's face go white. Uh, What? Get the fuck out of my sight, you fucking faggots, said Job. At this point, the coffee shop went dead silent, all eyes on us. I looked at Aaron. We were both completely stunned. We awkwardly shuffled back to our booth and sat down in complete silence. After a moment, I said, I can't believe that just happened. Aaron said, What the fuck is his problem? I don't... I stopped when I started to notice what was going on back at Job's booth. One of the workers had come over and was talking to Job, an Asian man of about five foot six inches. I could tell things were starting to get pretty heated when Job said in his mocking Japanese Japanese stereotype voice, Oh, this behavior is not acceptable in my dojo. <laughs> this is a true story, by the way. The man got irritated and walked off, presumably presumably to get the manager. As he walked off, Job yelled back at him, Hey, can I get a waiter that's not a fucking chink? That is so me. <clears throat> me and me and Aaron gave each other a wide-eyed look. We couldn't believe what was going on. The attention of the 
The attention of the entire shop was once again on him. The manager, a woman of about 30 or so, walked up to his booth. Whatever exchange they had was short, but the manager had the same look of irritation on her face that the Asian man did. As she walked off, Job reached over and slapped her ass, yelling, Get me some more coffee, you fucking slut. <laughs> Job looked over in our direction and noticed Aaron's stare. He yelled, What the fuck are you looking at, cuck? He got up and strode towards our booth, keeping a dead center stare on Aaron. I was fucking screaming inside because it was getting so uncomfortable. Aaron looked down and kept his eyes on his coffee. Once again, his skin was white. <laughs> Job reached our table and without saying a word, just continued that same dead stare at Aaron that seemed to last for an eternity. Job finally said, You gonna talk, you submissive little fucking bitch? <laughs> Once again, we were completely silent. I noticed the same Asian man dialing the police in the back. I was about to intervene when Job said, You think I'm fucking funny? That I'm a fucking joke? Well, here's a throwback, queers. Job climbed up onto the table and squatted down facing Aaron. He pulled down his pants and whipped out his genitals. Job splashed his cock in the coffee while screeching, My raffle copter goes soy, 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 soy. As the entire booth began to get soaked in coffee, some of the workers came over and finally pulled Job off the table. I looked over and Aaron was soaked in coffee and piss, staring at me in complete awe. As Job was being hauled out, he yelled, I used to be fucking, I used to fucking be somebody. People used to respect me. I was known. The workers continued to wrestle Job out of the coffee shop. Job clung onto one of the tables and continued to yell. He said, Everybody thinks I'm a fucking joke now. Bite the foam, he said in a mocking voice. <laughs> Job's jaw clung onto the ear of the Asian man trying to wrestle him out. He screamed in agony as blood began to gush from his ear. The employees threw Job to the floor. Still pantless, with blood covering his lower neck and chest, he raised his hands and yelled, Postmodernism! <laughs> As he ran out of the shop nude and down the street shrieking this, small jars containing a thick white liquid occasionally fell from his jacket. <laughs> What happened next is something that I don't know since me and Aaron didn't stick around for long after that. I only stayed in Vancouver for a couple of days, <laughs> for a couple of days after that, before heading home. Aaron didn't talk much and still hasn't been quite the same ever since. I tried calling him and emailing him, but he never picks up and I'm starting to get really worried. I always thought the whole never meet your heroes quote was bullshit, but now I'm starting to think otherwise. <laughs> I don't know what the hell got into Job's head or what he was dealing with, but that guy I met in that coffee shop was definitely a different individual than the cool, level-headed guy I watched over the internet. <laughs> the end. True story, everybody.
<clears throat> I still have those little containers of suspicious white liquid to this day. They're all lined up in my fridge. That's all that's in my fridge is just tiny vials of white liquid. <laughs> I liked the uh, the chink line. That that was the hardest I laughed. I guess because I'm a secret racist. That's why it's so funny. <clears throat> So there you go. That really happened. What can I say? I was having an off day. Oh, that was funny. <clears throat> well done. Uh, the Worminator. Um, what's your name in the in the chat? Is it? Stuffy Junk? Have I got the right guy? <clears throat> anyway, whoever wrote it, I think he's here. That was really funny. Thank you, man. Well done. Um, I want to do more shit like that. <clears throat> I mean, not necessarily like, like that format, but just like funny shit to like to watch or read out or not watch. I don't want to get flagged for banned for copyright shit, but just like, I like f f interesting fan submissions like this that I can read out. Somebody made like a, a trivia, like a bingo card, but um, hang on. Let me see if I can find that. Maybe it's trivia. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. So it's a PDF. Okay. So this is... Somebody made a, a trivia spreadsheet. And it's like questions that are derived from like shows. Like e either like the show I'm making now, season eight, or my past shows. Like Hard Justice, One Life Remaining, stuff like that. So I, I don't know if the intent of this is for me to for me to answer the questions or for the fans to answer it. Cause I mean some of these I'm just like, oh shit, I don't know. Um I don't really know how to approach this. I mean I I guess I can read out the questions one at a time and then I don't know, let the fans answer it first and then I, I can try to answer it myself. Well we'll read out a few of these. Um what track is oh okay hang on so they're divided in, into categories so this the first one is season one to three of Arby and the Chief what track is playing in the background when the Arbiter is delivered to the apartment fuck I don't even know that oh that's uh that's Daft Punk I can't remember what track around the world I think it is Yeah, yeah, I think Around the World by Daft Punk. That's right, yeah. So, is this trivia night? I don't know. I mean, I just remembered this thing that was sent to me a long time ago, and I thought it was really cool. I always meant to get to it, but I just remembered now. So, 
So it's like a trivia thing, and then I'll, I'll ask the questions. We'll do, we don't have to do the whole thing. I mean, if you guys are get bored or whatever, we can move on to something. But I'll, I'll read out a few more of these because I, I find this interesting. This is – it's I mean, it's fun for me just to think back on, like, what what some of these answers are. So here we go. More more trivia questions about R being the Chief Seasons 1 to 3. During the execution of his plan to get recon armor, what vehicle was Master Chief planning on having Sam Fisher, Chris Redfield, and Captain McMillan skydive from? I think it was a plane, but I don't know if it's a specific kind of plane that I'm supposed to say. Millennium Falcon, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> right on. That's cool. Um, I forgot about that. That's that's rad. Nine eleven planes. Okay, that's that's just offensive. <clears throat> Here we go. What pickup line did Travis write down for Chief to use on Cortana? Oh, I know this one. Uh, I just forget the first part of it. The second part of it is because your ass is out of this world. It's something to do with the arc. I can't remember the first half of the sentence or the uh, the thing. It's two sentences. First part is a question. I must have found the ark because your ass is out of this world. There you go. That's it. Uh, next one. What was inside the Cock of Duty Modern Warfare Gay... What was inside the Cock of Duty 4 Modern Gay Fuck Stupid Case? I know the answer to this one. Do you guys? <clears throat> I even referred to it in episode 14. There was a, there's a line of dialogue. Arbiter refers back to it. Some some people like that. They, uh, they caught on to the joke. <clears throat> a cookie, a chocolate chip cookie. That's right. Uh, next one. What is the full name of the Russian agent who is chasing Scott Loveheart in Endgame? Yeah, it's a quiz. I don't know. There's no points. There's no... I don't know how... I don't know how it works in terms of, like, you know, who wins or whatever, but, like, it's just a fun trivia thing. Some people... Somebody thought up a list of trivia questions. Boris Smirnov. Yes. Correct. Uh, next one. What in... What ingenious retort did Master Chief fire off when Arbiter told him that he had, quote, a real fucking attitude problem? I know this one. Do you? No, it's not no you. It's not no you. Derelict country got it, but not exactly. The phrasing is you have a... It's a... You forgot the fucking. You have a real fucking face problem. Well done. But anyway, derelict country gets a point. I guess you can keep... If you if you got... If you were the first to answer correctly, you can get a... You get a point. And then... And then we, we count our points at the end. And then remember that it doesn't even matter 
and the game is pointless and so is life and it's all depressing and pointless and <laughs> no let's not jump into that chasm of hopelessness let's let's try and have fun with this it's a game okay try and get the most points um next one according to josh butterballs what are the two key features of resident evil 5 i'm not even sure what that would be the two key features it must be something to do with the the race thing it's just not scary <laughs> it's fun but it's not scary there you go that's 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 right i didn't know that so who does the point go to there uh it's just not scary kevin gould you get half a point for that i think you need you need to put the it's fun there cuz that's one of the that's one of the key features but then uh, Coffee Can Kill gets a point. Well done. Um, <clears throat> finish this quote from season two. Todd, Travis, I'm sorry. Blank. What's the blank? What goes in the blank? I don't even know this. I forget. <laughs> that you're so gay. <laughs> that sounds like dialogue I would write. Yeah, that's probably right. I don't know if it's gay or so gay. DXD, I think you got a point for that one, man. Well done. 10 out of 10 writing. What can I say? I'm a brilliant fucking writer. <clears throat> okay. We're moving on to a new category now, okay? Season four to eight. Arby and the Chiefs season four to eight, okay? That's what these questions are based on. Question one. What is the hilarious acronym PAL short for, according to PAL himself? Yes, it's a trivia thing. Pal, P-A-L. Perfect algorithmic computer. Darko, you almost got it, but uh, it's algorithmic, not algorithm. But I was pretty close. I'd say you get a half a point for that, and Thunderstorm gets a gets a whole point. Well done, guys. Is this cool? Should I keep going, or is this boring and lame? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm actually I'm actually kind of enjoying reading through this because it's a good. Uh, it's entertaining for me to think back on. On my old work, this is fun. Okay, cool. Uh, next one. What kind of specific physical abuse is Eugene's father subjecting him to? I know this. Cigarette burns. There you go. Corwin Perry gets a point. Well done. Next one. What movie was John paying homage to in the scene where Chief tries to kill Greg with the raffle knife? I know that one.
I trust you guys are cine literate. You guys know movies, don't you? American Psycho, there you go. Frostbite Digital, well done. Frostbite gets a point. Uh, next one. What was the name of Bad Games' debut, debut title? So the the developing company Bad Games. What was their debut title? I don't even know this. I forget. I'm sure once somebody writes it, I'll remember. Guns of Honor. <laughs> Someone wrote Gears of Duty, but it's, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> same bullshit. Gears of Duty, Guns of Honor, Call of whatever the fuck. It's the same fucking thing. But Guns of Honor, yes. Uh, who who got that one? Dark Darko nine hundred. Well done. Darko gets a point. Next one. Uh, which character proclaimed that the world was a sinking ship? I know that one. Trent, there you go. I don't think the last name is necessary, but uh, Corwin Perry got it. There you go. This is pretty good. I wasn't sure how this would go down, but uh, I like this. Uh, next one. <clears throat> what are the real names of each of the Chaos Theosis members? I'll accept just first names. I did give them each last names, but uh, just first names is fine. List all of them in one post. Don't just post them one at a time. Adam, Clyde, Kylie, and Duncan. There you go. Um, Corwin Perry. Point goes to you. <clears throat> Next one. According to Chief's Ocarina review... Who do you have to race for an hour to bust your horsey out of jail? I think I know this one, but I'm not sure. Luigi. Yes, there you go. Quintifer. He does look like Luigi. They even have those... Uh, I think the, uh, the Indigo Brothers... In Ocarina of Time, is it just one in? Uh, is it just one in Ocarina, and the, both of them are in Majora's Mask? I can't remember, but they're wearing like medallions, and one guy's got L on it, and one guy's got M on it. So they're they're definitely modeled after the Mario Brothers in some in some way. Anyway, just one in Ocarina of Time and two in Majora's Mask. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <clears throat> All right. Next one. Um, how does Josh Butterballs initially define the word crime? Remember, this is RB and the Chiefs season four to eight. How does Josh Butterballs initially define the word crime? I think I know this. I'm pretty sure. just don't know the exact phrasing. No, it, it's something really specific. Yes. 
Black Panther not winning Best Picture. Somebody said Black Panther, but I'm going to give it to Daisy because she specified. It's specifically Black Panther not winning Best Picture. Well done, Daisy. A point to you. Okay, we're mo we're jumping categories now. We're going to Arbing the Ch still Arbing the Chief, but now Bites and Hypermail. Okay, so this will this will separate um, the men from the boys, or the women from the girls. <clears throat> Here we go. Question one: What was the name of the foundation that Chief wanted the viewers to donate one hundred dollars to? I know this. Happy Face Foundation, Frostbite Digital. Well done. Next one. What does Jam's Bonk have license to do? What does Jam's Bonk have license to do? Nope, not kill. Netflix and chill. There you go. Jack Turner got it. Well done. <clears throat> Next one. What is the name of Chief's pitch for an alternative version of the show brought on by the normal episode getting only 50 views? What is the name of Chief's pitch for an alternative version of the show brought on by the normal episode getting only 50 views? Extreme Lulls Edition. There's a few variants, but uh, Brent Music was the one who got it correctly. There you go. Well done, Brent Music. One point to you. <clears throat> Next one. What grave illness was Chief allegedly suffering from during the 10th episode of Hypermail? Oh, Jesus. I don't even know that. I think I do, but I think... Uh, if it was something more specific, I know the general illness, but I don't know the specific. Was it super cancer? Okay, I think that's right. Yeah, super cancer. So Joshua Purdy, that one goes to you. There you go. Deadly, deadly illness. I mean, you think cancer is bad? You don't want super cancer. <clears throat> Next one in the in the episode suspense. Remember, this is bites. In the episode Suspense, which of Arbiter's personal snacks did Chief eat? I know this. Nope, not yums. Not cereal. Not Pringles. Nope. Fruit bar. Oxen. There you go. Nutritional fruit bar? Uh, that's uh, that's correct and a little more specific. I'm going to give it to Frostbite and... Um, and... Uh, the other one. Who said fruit bar? for Oxen. Oxen and Frostbite. You guys get a point. I don't think... No, it wasn't Fig Newtons. That was Greg. That was with Greg. But I think Arbiter said nutritional fruit bar in a line of dialogue. Anyway, 
Well done to you guys. Um, where are we? Next question. Since both the toys are on the screen, who is actually operating the cameras? And it's not me. This is Bytes, remember. Nope, not me. This was a one-off character. Randall, there you go. Frostbite Digital, there you go. Next one. What was the reason for the change in sound for incoming hypermail from a siren to a futuristic space noise? I know this. I'm going to give it to Brent Music, Military Boy, because in order to write that answer, you have to know what exactly it was. It was a guy in the military who the siren sound that was used in the episode is the exact same sound that plays when military guys have to scramble, you know, and lock and load and get jump into their vehicles and shit because there's an attack happening. So, so well done. Uh, Brent, did I say? Brent Music. <clears throat> I'll get to uh, Super Chats after this. I know there's some new ones. Uh, next one. This is the last one of this category. What classic video game was Arbiter playing in Steaks, Taters, and Harry Ticks? A remaster just came out of this. Came out for this, by the way, so... Um Shouldn't be too hard. Just came out for the Switch. Lion King. Well done, Derek. There you go. <clears throat> okay, we're jumping categories. So now we're going to other machinimas. The category is other machinimas. So it could be hard justice. Could be one life remaining. So no, I don't think all of you guys are going to be familiar with my old work. I don't know how... I don't know how many super fans are in the chat here who are familiar with the stuff I used to do before RB and the Chief. The shows that I don't like. <laughs> but here we go. Um, <clears throat> first question. What does erect stand for? E-R-E-C-T. -E what does it stand for? I forget exactly what it is, but once someone says it, I'll know. Yeah, there you go. Heretic W1. Eradication of Repulsive Evil and Corruption Team. <laughs> what a terrible acronym. Well done. You get a point. Uh, next one. What DVD did Peter want to borrow from Chad during his introduction scene? This is one life remaining. I don't even know this. What DVD did Peter want to borrow from Chad during his introduction introduction scene? I can't believe I had a character named Chad. Indian in the cupboard. Hey, well done. I'm I couldn't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's right. It wasn't Johnny Mnemonic, was it? I'm pretty sure it was Indian in the cupboard. I think that's right. Is it wrong? 
What is the right answer? I don't even fucking know. I'm pretty sure it's one of those. Does anybody actually know exactly what it was? <laughs> I thought it was Indian in the cupboard. Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> It's Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic. All right, if you say so. No, I don't think it was Spy Kids, was it? I don't remember that. Indian in the cupboard was hard justice. Corey in the house? No. All right, who said, uh, who was the first person to say Johnny Mnemonic? That was probably it. John Awesome. <laughs> now that's a super fan. All right, John, awesome. You get a point. Well done. I don't think it was human centipede. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, what was the name of Deus Ex Machina's best friend who also designed his armor? Oh, I can't remember this. Oh, this is making me kind of cringe. It's reminding me of my old terrible work. Max, Mike, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is. I think it's Mike. Mike sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I think now that I'm, re I'm remembering now. Jesse Collins, you get a point. No, it's not Joe. Jesse Collins, well done. All right, next one. What did the kid at the end of It's a Wonderful Live Episode 2 assume John's PlayStation Online name to be? What did the kid at the end of It's a Wonderful Live Episode 2 assume John's PlayStation Online name to be? I don't even know. Why are you holding a competition for this, John? I don't know. Somebody sent me the questions. I thought it would be a cool thing to... To read it. I mean, I know it's silly, but whatever. Digital queer? That sounds right. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I think it's digital queer. Fever time. Well done. Point to... Uh, that's, the, that's the right one, right? Oh, no, Yvonne of the Yukon. Wasn't that it? That sounds right. Was it Yvonne of the Yukon? Okay, yeah. No, I remember now. Yeah. So, John Awesome. Got it. Well done. Uh, okay, next one. In Hard Justice, what movie was quote-unquote, the weird guys asking people to come watch with him. In Hard Justice, what movie was the weird guys... I think it's he meant were. What movie were the weird guys asking people to come watch with him? That was Indian in the Cupboard. Okay. I don't even remember that scene at all. Jesse Collins. Well done. A Serbian film? Somehow I doubt that. 
Um, although that does sound like something I'd write. I've written that into dialogue before. Uh, okay, next one. In the One Life Remaining slash Hard Justice Halloween short, what reason did Chad give to the cops for the house smelling funny? I remember the scene, but I don't remember the answer. Bye, John. It was great to see you on a podcast again. It's always fun watching your antics. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in, man. I'm glad you had fun, or I hope you did. No, you definitely had fun watching my show because I am so great. Halloween turkey? Overcooked Halloween chicken? <laughs> Was it really? All right. Uh, Halloween chicken seems to be the... I think I'll I'll take chicken as an answer. So Lord Xanthar the Allen. I'll give that to you. Well done. We're almost done. We're about six more questions. Okay, we're almost at the end. One more in this category. So the last one in this category. What did Peter tell Anthony's mom to do when he initially thought he had called the pizza place? What did Peter tell Anthony's mom to do when he initially thought he had called the pizza place? I can't remember that either. These questions are too hard. Belly dive into an ocean of cocks. <laughs> that sounds like me. Classic John Graham dialogue. Award-winning dialogue. Uh, Fallen Uprising. I'm going to give that to you. Well done. Okay. This last category, there's five questions, and the category is called hard questions. I don't think that means it's from hard justice. I just think it means hard questions about all my series in general. Okay? So here we go. Question one. Josh Butterball's online news magazine has had two different names through the years. What are they? Remember the acronym. SOI. SOI stood for two different things. Say them both in one post. Stupid obvious information and severely outdated information. There you go. Darko 900. Well done. A couple people got it right before, but they didn't mention the second one as well. So uh, well, well done to Darko. You get a point for that. Okay, this, this is a really fucking... This is a hard question. I don't know if anyone's going to get this right. How long does it take Scott to die? Parentheses from the initial shot to the end of his last death gurgle. A, 89 seconds. B, 126 seconds. C, 143 seconds. So that, that requires everyone to go back and actually watch the video and measure it. Too long. <laughs> you know what, Kevin Gould? I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you a point for that. Too long is the correct answer. Because I don't expect people to measure it out exactly. 143? Are you guys shitting me? Or is that actually the thing? 
Because if it is actually 143, and you guys know that for sure, not long enough. Whoa, that actually might be the correct answer. Mm, I don't know. I don't know who to give the point to, guys. This is a tough one. I don't think anyone posting one of the numbers knew for sure. So um, I'm just going to give it to... Um, I'm going to give it to too long. Kevin Gould. Because I don't, I don't even know how many seconds it was. Kevin Gould, you get a point. That was the correct answer. But also, not long enough. I'm going to give it to whoever wrote not long enough first as well. Derelict Country. You get a point as well. Too long and not long enough are both the correct answer to that question. But John, I said it first. Oh, shit. Did it? Did you? Too long. Oh, you wrote the number two. That's why I missed it. Okay. Oh, oh gets the point for too long. There you go. Because it matters. <laughs> but O gets the point, okay? Robbed. Robbed of points. What a terrible lack of justice in this podcast today. Terrible. Is there no justice in this world? This podcast needs some hard justice. <laughs> What's... Okay, next one. What was the gamer tag of Trent Donovic's associate who created the pedo attack? What was the gamer tag of Trent Donovic's associate who created the pedo attack? I don't even remember. Once I see it, I might. Sniper Death Angel. There you go. That sounds right. Brent Music. You're good at this, man. Well done. That's a hardcore fan right there. Lots of hardcore fans. I can't believe it. You guys are pros. All right, next one. What is the name of the organization that act as the nemesis of Erect? What is the name of the organization that act as the nemesis of Erect? I don't remember that either. Fish Guy 20 said it first. Are you sure? Where's Fish Guy 20? Are you trolling? Who did I give it to? Brent? Yeah, it says on my feed that Brent said it first. I don't know. Maybe the feed looks different for you. But uh, for me, it looks like Brent said it first. YouTube broke. I'll blame YouTube then. I'm still going to give the point to the other guy. I got his chat first. Sorry, man. The feed is not synced up correctly. Shenanigans. This competition is rigged. Twisted coercion. Fuck, I didn't even know that. That sounds familiar, though. All right, who's the first one to say it? Uh, looks like Henry Carmichael. Well done, man. Twisted coercion. There you go. Okay, here we go. Next one. Um, last question. 
This is the whole. This is the end of the thing. This is the last question. Okay. In the parody final act of Deus Ex Machina, created by somebody who isn't John, who turned out to be the real villain? It was um, Guitar Master, otherwise known as Lyle from Sanity Not Included, for those in the know. But uh, I don't know who the real... Was it Spider-Man? Was it Spider-Man? Because I don't even know. Seriously, I forget. I remember seeing that video, but Spider-Man wouldn't surprise me because the whole thing was a, basically a ripoff of Spider-Man. But, you know, it was a long time ago, and I was aping things that I really liked. Monkey see, monkey do. Batman. No, I'm, I think it was Spider-Man. All right, who wrote Spider-Man first? I'm going to give it to them. Frostbite Digital again? Man, you are a pro at this. All right, Frostbite Digital. Okay, that is the end of the quiz, people. So who won? I assume you guys have been tallying your points. Post your points. Let's see who won. Who who's who is winner? John, can I have some points? Eric wants some you just want some points? Some unearned points? Oh, Jack Turner got ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine points. I didn't even I didn't even realize I asked that many questions, but hey. He couldn't be lying. I got a million points. Great. So I've at the end of all this, I have no idea who actually the fucking winner is because everybody just keeps posting bullshit numbers. <laughs> uh what a mess. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why the whole human race is fucking doomed. Shit like this. Oh, guys, Jack Turner actually got a billion points. <clears throat> Would I lie to you, John? Can't be lying. It's in print, so it's true. If it's in writing... Ah, uh, for fuck's sake. Well, I'm sure whoever was tallying points, whoever the winner is, you know who you are. You know you won. And uh, well done to you. Well done to that guy, whoever it is. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the end of the quiz. Um, I hope you guys had fun with it. I actually enjoyed that. That was cool. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope you guys had fun with that. That was great. I'm not saying send more, like, quizzes, but, like, if you can think of something funny for, like, to do on the podcast, kind of like that, I don't know what form that would take, but just feel free to, like, send me something you want me to share on the podcast. Preferably not videos, especially ones with copyrighted content in them, but something you wrote or something that you want me to read out or maybe something you want my input on. I don't know, whatever. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. If you make up if you make up something and you want me to read it out on the podcast, I'll definitely consider it. 
All right, well done. Well done to you guys. I'm really impressed with uh, with everybody's ability or the ability for a lot of people in the chat to answer a lot of those questions because me being the writer of all that stuff, I, I barely remember any of that shit. The, the hard justice one life remaining questions, like I barely remember all that. The RB and the Chief stuff, I, I remembered some of that. But yeah, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to remember. It's a lot to take in from the John Graham cinematic universe. What can I say? Gabriel says, Can I at least get the two points that were stolen from me? <laughs> Gabriel demands justice, god damn it. All right. Come on. Whoever won, you know you won. I'm sure I'm sure wh whoever whoever's the winner, you know who you know who you are. So, uh let's uh let's move on to um I think there's some new super chats. Let's get back to those. Finish that off. Where are we? Um, Travis says John should be the main villain in Expendables Four. Is was there even an, an Expendables Three? I think there was, but it was probably such shit that I just didn't care to see it. I think I saw the first one. And the second one, but I didn't care about that one. That's probably why I didn't go to see the third one. I agree. I should be the main villain in Expendables 4. If the cast is still fucking alive by then. They're all fucking geriatrics now. Thank you, Travis. Played in the background says... Have you seen the Gamer Joker meme where he talks about 6 million people mysteriously disappearing? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that one. That sounds funny. Thanks, man. Just Jerry says, love you stuff, man. Makes my Rafflay, makes my Rafflay hardcore. Lol, lol, lol. Thanks, dude. Glad you love it. That is the correct choice. Giga says, I've got zero right so far, so here's a few dollars and you just uh, slide some points my way. Look at this. Trying to buy quiz points. Disgraceful. Shame on you, Giga. But just between you and me, you get a million points. It's like that shit at the end of every Harry Potter book or movie. Like, I'm Dumbledore. Like, uh, all the points get handed out to everybody but Gryffindor. And then Gryffindor thinks they lost. But then Dumbledore's like, Hold on just a minute. And for Gryffindor, for breaking all the rules, <laughs> 50 points. And then that puts them above the Slytherin. Because Slytherin's always like the winning team just before the last burst of points. Fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Dumbledore. And Gryffindor. Harry Potter. 
for disobeying absolutely everyone. <laughs> 50 points. Well done, Giga, for winning the competition. Congratulations. You, you bought your way to victory. Of course, that's the way that's the right way to win any game is just pay to win. Pay to win every game. Don't get good at anything. Skill doesn't matter. All that matters is money. Money, 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 money. Thanks, Giga. Eric Maitland says, John, did Tyrone buy you those posters? That sounds vaguely racist. What are you trying to say there, Eric? Yes, he did. So thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to Tyrone. Give a round of applause to Tyrone, everybody, who is currently out with my girlfriend having a good time. <clears throat> thanks, Eric. Oh, dot, dot, dot says, John, left to right, can you point and explain the posters you have on the wall? Are you saying that with sarcasm because I did this the other day and because it's like, cringe that I'm indulging in my old childhood um, things that I liked like me nerding out or are you actually interested in me saying um, are you actually interested in what I have to say about each of these posters because if it's sarcasm no but if you actually if you actually are interested I will point them out Okay, it seems like this is actually genuine. Okay, so I'm happy to nerd out here. So let me see what you guys can see. Um, there's a Dreamcast one up here, but you can't see it. There's a GameCube one up here. This is Hidden Palace Zone from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, after Lava Reef Zone, this is where you fight Knuckles. And then he leads you to... Um, Sky Fortress Zone? What the fuck is it called? I can't remember. Whatever's after Hidden Palace. Sky Sanctuary. There you go. That's the one. Uh, you got Ocarina of Time, Spirit Temple. Above that, you can't see it, but uh, Symphony of the Night. There's a portrait of Alucard. Game Boy Ice Cream. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, Nintendo 64 Vaporwave. Uh, you got Hotline Miami down there with It's on the House. That guy with the hair and the, the assault rifle. He's the guy who gives you stuff in the first game. So like in between missions, you'll go to like a VHS rental place or a pizza place. And that guy will be behind the counter and he'll give you shit. And um, if you play Hotline Miami 2, you get to play as him. And it turns out he was in, uh, he's like a special, ex-special forces guy who did jungle operations against uh, the cartels. And so you see him there in his commando gear with his rifle and the dialogue, it's on the house. That's what he always used to say in the first game when he'd give you shit because he'd give you stuff for free. So it's a pretty fucking rad poster and you can only really get it if you play both games. Um... Super Mario 64, that's like the, it's got some Japanese text on it though. Um, the far corner there is Mecha Sonic, that's from Sonic 3 and Knuckles as well. Or Sonic and Knuckles. 
depends if you got the cartridges locked on or not. See, he's in both Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic and Knuckles. And um, I don't know if you can see the one at the very end just after Super Mario 64, but it's um, it's the it's the backside of the box for Super Mario World on N6, or not N64, Super Nintendo. So there you go. There's all my posters. There's also one high up that you can't see. It's uh, Chucky from Child's Play wearing a power glove. And he's saying, give me the power, I beg of you. It's pretty fucking rad. Anyway, there you go. I like nerding out over my posters. I love all this shit. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. <clears throat> I hope you like. Okay. Uh, thank you, O. RB506 says, John, I won. Where's my eight ball of coke and hookers? <laughs> eight ball of coke and hookers? What does that mean exactly? I think I've heard that phrase before, but... What's an eight ball of coke? I mean, I assume it's like a... It's like a slang for something. Not literally an eight ball with cocaine inside of it. I don't know. Anyway, um, Giga already paid for infinity points, so he wins because he, he gave me money. <laughs> so the whole quiz was useless. Even if you were more knowledgeable, doesn't matter. Giga had the money. Well done, Giga, for winning fair and square by paying for your points. Thanks, Arby. Jack Turner says, says, what does he say? Job, how much monies do I have to pay you before you will finally do a commentary of Digital Fear's Guide to Halo 3 Machinima? Re, I just want to watch you laugh at the jokes, okay? Okay, we can do, I'll do one right now. How does that sound? I'll do one I'll I'll do a commentary on one of them right now. I'll search it up. Um I'm probably going to cringe fucking hard watching this. Whatever. Whatever the fuck ever. It's split into parts, but wasn't it ep I guess each part is an episode. It's just the way these uploaders showed them. But okay, let's let's do let's do episode one. Part one. Whatever. <laughs> um let me switch views here. Boom, here we go. And um what do I have to do here? Volume on Tell me if, let me know if it's too loud or whatever. Can you guys hear that okay? Oh, look at that text. That's not within title safe. 
kind of fucking amateur made this shit? Oh, hey! You just <laughs> caught me doing what I love to do most. Doing absolutely nothing with no one around. My name's John, but you probably know me better as Digital Fear, a name I came up with when I was in a rush to get on Xbox Live to play Return to Castle Wolfenstein back in 2002 when I was 14. That's 100% true, by the way. Back when I thought name. Oh shit, what happened? Is it dead? Can you guys hear me? Hello? We're back? I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Okay. I'm gonna reset it. Oh! Hey! You just caught me doing what I love to do most. Doing absolutely nothing with no one around. My name's John, but you probably know me better as Digital Fear, a name I came up with when I was in a rush to get on Xbox Live to play Return to Castle Wolfenstein back in 2002 when I was 14. Back when I thought... That's 100% true, by the way. I was saying probably when the stream went out. I bought my Xbox, or my, uh, my mom got me my Xbox, I think, and I had... Uh, I got the whole Xbox Live thing, headset, Wolfenstein, and I couldn't wait to get on. And I just made up something in a hurry. And that's that's the origin. But names like Digital Fear sounded cool and awesome. Kind of like SSJ Vegeta or like Death Angel or some shit. Except maybe not. This delivery is fucking horrifyingly cringe. Not quite as gay. Anyway, welcome to my guide to making Halo 3 Machinima. Lately, I've been getting a lot of emails. As if I know what I'm talking about at this point. Emails from you guys regarding how to get started making machinima, and this is my way of responding to you. So I hope you guys benefit from this tutorial. This is the first part, which will focus on the definition of machinima, some tips, legal issues, and some other cool shit. <sighs> we have a lot to get through, so I'll get right to it. I'll start off by answering the question: What is machinima? The word machinima is a contraction of the words machine cinema, and I define it as using a game engine, not necessarily Halo, as a medium to deliver a cinematic experience. Others use the term machinima to describe game- Why am I walking around everywhere? I guess I felt it was too stagnating to have my avatar stand in one place the whole time, but that would have made more sense. I don't know why I gotta have my guy fucking walking around the map montages and stuff like that which is technically correct but that sort of thing doesn't fit in my personal definition of the word these aforementioned god listen to that delivery it sounds so rehearsed and like i'm speaking to you like this <laughs> cinematic experiences can either be funny or serious and dramatic but most of the time it's funny since so many people have a problem this is a lecture and i'm talking to you like this I'm lecturing you on how to make film. I'm gonna go on an unoriginal mission to stop the Covenant from doing some, some evil shit. Again.
Wow, this is so cinematic. You know it's you know it's proper cinema when you have an over-the-shoulder shot where somebody tilts their head. That's cinema. Don't forget. That's storytelling. Good luck. Ha. I don't need luck, cliche military authority figure. I've got guns. Now I know a lot of you are probably thinking right now how much Stupid. of an asshole I am for making fun of people's attempts at serious machinima. You're probably all like, Whoa, he thinks he's so much better. He's so full of himself. He probably eats babies. It's I am full of myself in this. It's so lame. Sounds cruel and elitist, but in all seriousness, there It is elitist. ...are a lot of bad attempts at serious machinima out there. But I actually admire the guys putting this stuff out there for their desire to tell a great story. Even if it is poorly... Aged like a fine wine? Get the fuck out of here. It's aged like milk. ...executed and unwatchable, and I really hope this tutorial will fix that. Now, why Halo 3, I hear you ask? Well, Halo 3 was developed with machinima in mind. Maybe not officially, but it's pretty obvious with the features that are disposable. Still walking around, aimlessly. In my educated opinion, it's the only console game with flexibility to? to make a decent piece of machinima. On PC, you have a bit more variety, at least, since a lot of PC games let you detach the camera and stuff. Ramblings of a madman, just walking around the map talking to himself. <laughs> Half-Life 2 is probably the best game on PC for machinima. Especially if you learn how to use that cool Valve hammer editor shit and animate characters. But when Young John, super energetic, super cheesy, hilarious. New John, soy boy, doomer, boomer. <laughs> I like how I'm hilarious back then, but not anymore. When it comes to consoles, Halo 3 is currently the best. This is hilariously cringe. If you're cringe. trying to create a cinematic machinima experience on a console, do you actually have a destination job? Halo no. 3. So it's Don't bugging me about this. Just walking around for its own sake. Just I've to make it visually interesting. Because I don't know if you guys do this, but film is a visual medium. So the camera's always got to be moving around. And people have got to be walking from one place to another, like an Aaron Sorkin movie. <laughs> Marcus Phoenix is there in the corner. Little gun reticule is still there in the middle of the screen. And there's no free camera, so it just looks really pathetic. Hey, Marcus! Let's kill Locust and shit! In one camera shot! Because that's all we can do in this gay fucking movie! The fact of the matter- That's homophobic. How could I? That is very insensitive. I said gay without a hint of irony. The matter is that if your machinima is too familiar to actual gameplay, then it's boring to watch. Unless, of course, it's a gameplay montage or a stunt video or whatever the fuck. But that's not what the That wasn't even funny. That joke sucked. This tutorial is about. Not entirely, at least. The same goes for the likes of Grand Theft Auto 4. I mean, maybe you could pull something cool off. Maybe, since it has, you know, the cinematic camera view whenever you're in a car and you hold B or whatever. And that three zoom... Or whatever. I hate this delivery. It's like... It's rehearsed trying to sound not rehearsed. But it sounds rehearsed anyway. It's fucking awful. Full rotation camera while you're on foot. But it'd be tricky. And chances are you probably couldn't execute it well. Which is a shame, you know, given how cool the Euphoria engine is, but whatever. 
but whatever. Some of the pros and cons of machinima. The thing with cinematic machinima, as I previously stated, is that you need to make it differ from actual game. Hashtag cancel John for that for that usage of the word gay. That's unacceptable. Cancel his YouTube account. Play as much as possible to make it interesting to watch. It needs to have great angles and not consist of long, drawn-out shots that make it obvious that you're just clumsily flying the camera around in theater mode like a fucking idiot. If it doesn't... Uh, you hear that? It's like rehearsed trying to sound like improv, but it's rehearsed. You know what I mean? It just sucks. But I did make a good point there about uh, people using shitty free cameras to make their movies. Like, it looks like shit, and it's just jerky. Have the cinematic quality, then your machinima becomes bland very fast, and they might as well just play the game itself. The great this thing about so fucking condescending. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is that you have forge, vehicles, weapons, and How could I have been such a cunt? Disposal, as opposed to arranging ridiculous stunts in live action for hefty prices. But that's also its greatest weakness. Machinima is not live action. So you have to excel in every other department you can. Music, cinematography, dialogue, sound effects, whatever, to make up for the fact that your viewers are essentially watching game footage. You have to make it worth the viewer's time to stop playing the game and listen to the story you have to tell. Okay, so we've covered the definition of machinima, what games to use as a medium, and some of the pros and cons of machinima. Now what about the legal issues? Another good reason to stick with Halo 3 for machinima is that Microsoft has a clear set of rules for people who want to use the games that they publish for machinima purposes. It's called Microsoft. Didn't I already game walk this route? I'm just doing laps around the map at this point. Oh, this is so stupid. And you can find it at this URL. Paste this into your browser and read it. It tells you exactly what you can and can't do. And if you want to play it absolutely safe from a legal standpoint, they give you a disclaimer notice that you can put in the credits of your video. Now, when it comes to music usage, the world of music licensing can be very pricey. If the producers of a big feature film, for example, or a TV show, wanted to use a single song from a specific band, they would have to pay... That's true, by the way. Looking for licenses for stuff, not just music, but just like content. You know in episode 14, with that, the broken power supply, I had that one effect shot with the lightning? Thankfully, I found a free green screen lightning thing for that that I used. But uh, I was looking for like lightning effects. And the, they wanted this one website wanted like 175 US dollars for like one uh, lightning plate shot. It's like a green screen thing. You're meant to take the green out yourself and overlay it. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. 175 US for like one use for like a, th a two second shot. Fuck off. But thankfully, I found a free one. This, some, of these, some of these licensing fees are outrageous for a license that can potentially cost thousands of dollars. It's a lot more expensive for commercials. Fortunately, there are websites on the internet that offer something called royalty-free music and sound effects that you can use as you please if you purchase a blanket license for a relatively low price. Stockmusic.net offers music tracks for around 30 bucks each, and soundeffect.com has sweet sound effects for like 2 to $4 per sound. Of course, many people just ignore this shit and use popular music in their machinimas or gameplay montages anyway. <laughs> like me. <laughs> but those days are over.
I'm not sure how much of an issue this is, and I don't want to encourage the use of unlicensed music, but so far it doesn't seem to be a big deal as tons of machinima music videos, cinematic machinima, and even just like flash animations and stuff use unlicensed music all the time. As long as no money is made from it, and it just uses background music with voices overlapping it and stuff, it doesn't seem to be a problem. And if it ever was, the music publishers would probably just tell you to take the video down or whatever. Hopefully. And stuff, or whatever. It's rehearsed as fuck, but I write those little, you know. Uh, it's so lame. It's so lame. There we go. This track from the Halo 3 soundtrack really makes my machinima a lot more exciting to watch. Hopefully Bungie and Marty O'Donnell don't mind and realize I just really admire Marty's oh, work. Oh, this is a good one. And I want to make my machinima more exciting to watch without spending my entire allowance on music licensing. And that I have no malicious intent. Go! 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 This is Bungie! South Park. Bungie? What are you doing here? We've been monitoring your computer and detected that you're using unlicensed music in your machinima. We're under direct orders to remove your testicles <laughs> and kill you. Hold your mouth. I'd like to talk with the boy. <laughs> that push-in sucked. Marty O'Donnell? Well, I'm a huge fan of your- Silence, boy. <laughs> yes, it is I. Yes. He doesn't even have an accent, I don't think. I think he's an American dude. I give him this posh, villainous accent for no reason. I understand you've been using my music without my permission, little boy. Yes. Indeed. Please. Please, Marty. Please, Marty O'Donnell. It's like S Stewie Griffin in his teens or something. I don't want any trouble. Music licenses, they just, they just cost so much. And I don't have that kind of money to spend. Kill him. <laughs> Shoot to kill. Open fire. That was pretty sweet. The muzzle flat, just playing it off of their the cops helmets or whatever they are martin o'donnell's deadly henchmen just playing that off of the muzzle f flashes off their visor that was pretty cool actually as of right now it is stated on microsoft's game content usage rules that halo 3 soundtrack is available for use in your non-profit machinimas thanks to some kind of special arrangement if you do decide to use unlicensed music though be sure to at least credit the artist and stuff well, that's about all I have to- There's a huge section on copyright law, and I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh. Time for at the moment, but stay tuned for the next part of my tutorial, which will cover hardware and software, and how to hook up shit properly so you can start capturing, as well as script writing, building sets in Forge. It sound rehearsed. It sounds rehearsed, but he uses words like shit and stuff and whatever. This guy is so down to earth, I really relate to this guy. And acting out gameplay to be filmed in theater mode. Hopefully this will give you aspiring machinima directors a decent head start. Thanks for watching. See you later.
<laughs> just runs away, shooting at nothing. Because the map is clearly empty, as we've seen for the past 12 fucking minutes. The map is devoid of anybody but me. John walked in a circle, symbolizing that time is a flat circle. Oh, you picked up on my subtle symbolism. Well done. I totally intended that. As you can see, I'm a very deep and profound filmmaker. Well, that was fucking awful. <laughs> Thanks for the painful reminder of how terrible I was. Oh shit, wrong button. I don't want to do part two, maybe another time. But um, I either want to call it a night or if there's maybe some something else I should address before I head out. Because it's been a while now. How long have we been streaming? Almost three and a half hours. Getting kind of tired now. But I'll stream again soon. Address part two. <laughs> Just because it's a different... You're using a different word there. Um, let me just check the chat. Hang on. Where the fuck is the last chat? Shit. Fucking stupid YouTube keeps cuts off the last chat. Maybe if I pop out the window, I can see it. No. Maybe it's because the... Oh, it's because it's zoomed. That's why. Oh, no, that's not even it. It still won't let me look at it. God, that's stupid. Address that hairline? Fuck you. I bet you're as bald as a plucked chicken. I'm convinced everyone who calls me bald is bald themselves. And they're fucking salty. Oh, I can't, I can't read the last chat that was sent to me. RB506. Hmm. How do I fucking access it? See, normally I'm able to look at... Uh, maybe if I go top chat. Son of a fucking bitch. Hang on. I'll, oh, it's probably in my mini feed on Streamlabs. Here we go. I have the money. I'll be the new Kirkland. <laughs> Hey, Kirk, there is no other Kirkland. There's no new Kirkland. Kirkland, there's only one. There's only one Kirkland signature, okay? He's earned that. He's earned that position. But thank you all the same, RB506. I appreciate it. All right, I think I'm going to call it, guys. Um, I'd like to get a bit of writing done tonight.
and uh, it's been a while. But I'll stream again soon, and then we'll do. I'll do the rest of these. I'll do part two later on, and and the other parts. Okay. Fair enough. Three more hours. Give me a break. I'm not a machine. All right. 172 viewers still? Holy fuck. I'm impressed. I'm doing pretty well now in terms of viewership. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting me. Thank, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. The show. Me sitting here fucking talking nonsense for three hours. Um... Go to all my links, subscribe to all the fucking shit, go to my website, buy merch, subscribe to me on YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, you can read my twats on Twitter, and uh, patreon.com slash jcjgram if you want to support me through there, um, you can, uh, there's an early access perk, you can watch the new episode on there, or if you just want to wait until it's released publicly. Uh, about a week from now, um, you can do that too. Either way, thank you everybody, and um, I'll see you again soon. Okay? Alright. Peace, guys. Have a good night. Hope you guys had a happy Halloween. <laughs>